Val Verde. Just an average guy with exceptional hair. Knowledge, give you the goo, and we're going to be doing a mock draft tonight. We're doing a mock draft amongst the fellas, and we love doing this stuff. We tell you to do mock drafts as much as you freaking can in the off seasons and leading up to the draft, so this is going to be a good one. We've got a different seating arrangement, we're figuring it all out, but as usual, I've got Mo on a computer as Max Headroom. <laughs> And uh, Pyromaniac Mo will be a part of this. He's sitting here on our big iMac. Across the way from me, I got Houdini in the mix. To my right, I got Stag Party. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com and mocking straight up mocking. We're fired up to do it. Um, what's going on, fellas? You guys ready to get down uh, and dirty? You guys ready to get your butts kicked? Well, with all the work we're having to do to get this thing going, I think uh, we should play this league out and I can take all your money. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Let's, uh, let's let the uh, chips fall where they may and uh, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, now. Maybe. Uh, so just going through some basic rule and roster construction, we've got a, got a couple different things going on. We're doing a pretty standard league set. We're doing QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, kicker defense, we're going 16 rounds, um, so that's just letting you, you know, get a pretty, you know, even, even keel show of the uh, the landscape here in fantasy football as we approach the first week of the preseason. We've seen some a little bit of preseason action last night, some more going on right now. Um, but but the rule set is we're playing PPR. Everything else is pretty standard. We'll give you a little bit of a different look than we gave you earlier in the offseason when we did a standard mock draft. And we're also going to be drafting four, only four teams, in a, uh, and the rest are going to be done by the uh, good old computer system. Yeah, we're well, good old or the terrible. computer system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I expect, I expect to be able to make some great picks because the computer, Yahoo does better than some in their rankings, but... Uh, one of the reasons that we tell you in our draft strategies, do not go by the ADP of the website you're drafting on. Go by Pyros and go by your own. But 
in addition to that, some people in your leagues will use that ADP. So this will have a, a lot of the home league feel. Um, where quarterbacks might go a little bit earlier than they do in expert sort of mock drafts when we wait um, and things like that. So you'll get, a, you'll get a sense of what your actual draft might be like here you know, this week, potentially even. I've got my first draft on Sunday. I feel like it's real early. If I get a Jordy Nelson injury, I'm going to punch my commissioner in the face. <laughs> I did. Uh, we're doing the Block Talk Radio Expert League on Monday. I would ask Stags and the guys that we should do it collectively, and everyone's like, that's going to make for terrible radio. So I'm, just, I'm manning it. We're going to go on our collective tiers, which we're all submitting for version 6 of the draft kit that's coming out later this week. So I'm going to be going off those tiers, and I'll make... I'll make a couple little of uh, my own little deal. Oh, you know, you that As the same way that, uh, you know, anybody who's managing the league, which Stags is probably still going to be managing the league, I'm just drafting it. <laughs> so I'm going to make some calls to Stags, and he's like, fuck you. Just, just pick who you want. I'm the draft mercenary, and you're the game manager. <laughs> so we're psyched to do this. Uh, Mo, we've kind of got on mute. He's uh, sitting out in good old Michigan doing this. And uh, we're going to get ready and get into the draft here in just a minute. All right. Well, we're super pumped here to get going in this mock draft. On this mock, on this show, we are using Pro Football Focus's gold. And uh, Mo knows a little more about it, but we're going to be using their system where you can mock on Pro Football Focus if you're a premier uh, content guy in the gold. And it's kind of cool. So we're going to use that. We got Mo in a different state. We got the three of us here. It's Friday night. It's an hour and a half after we thought we'd start, but we're fired up to drop. We are. We're fired up. I'll tell you why we're fired up. Because we're going to use Yahoo. We had a whole thing set up on these stupid Yahoos. Tried to use their damn draft board. And you could, you could only pause the draft. We paused it once for 15 minutes. And then it said you cannot pause your draft any more times. Because you already paused it for 15 minutes. Suck it fat cock. Yahoo is the worst fantasy outlet there is. Yahoo, the company, had uh, every... It was the first ones. These are the first ones ever. They've just been idiots since day one. Since the minute they had that dark gray page back in 95 and welcomed us to the world of directory search engines. They've been shitting the bed ever since. Fantasy site blows. Houdini's doing a piece. Uh, has done a piece. We, we got a post tomorrow about different leagues. We need to shit on Yahoo a little deeper in that league. So let's get into it. Mo, get it. Well, and just a real quick shout out to Pro Football Focus. Uh, you know, I've had Jeff Ratcliffe on. He's been a scholar and a gentleman coming back. Uh, Pat Thorman has been very helpful over the years. And when you do the draft on uh, Fantasy Pros, what happens is they go off draft order. So basically, your ADP is who everybody else is drafting. Where on Pro Football Focus, if you're a member of the Fantasy Gold, you can set it to randomize. You can set it to go off Jeff Ratcliffe's uh, rankings. You can set it to go off a number of different guys' rankings. And then the, the cool thing, I think, is the random button. So occasionally, it'll maybe go five spots down and just randomize the picks. It's a really cool tool. Agreed. There's not many tools out there that are cool. Cool tool. Houdini, the floor is yours for the first overall pick in the Pyro Mock Draft 2 on whatever date it is in 2016 or something. All right. 
I'm the man who has the ball. I'm the man who can throw it faster than fuck. So that is why I am better than everyone in the world. And that is why I will take, especially with no Martavis Bryant and a suspended Le'Veon Bell, give me some Antonio Brown. I like that pick. I oh, mean, and by the way, my, my team uh, team name, Eric Upper Decker. And my logo is a guy giving an Upper Decker. What is an Upper Decker? You don't know what an Upper Decker no. is? That is when you go to someone's toilet and you take a crap in the top part, so you give them an Upper Decker. Disgusting, but I love it. <laughs> so who else went off the board in the next couple picks here? So we started off with Antonio Brown, and then Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., D-Rex, the Dalai Lama Bhaktif are on the top. Wow, I thought I might get one of those friggin' Miggins, uh, but it's not going to happen. So, I find it interesting because this is really what you are seeing in, in all drafts around uh, the country right now is that it is these three wide receivers that are going one, two, three, or for sure within the top four picks. Yeah, definitely. And if they, if you somehow go one at five, you're playing with house money from then on. So, you know, enjoy that. If your team goes or if your league goes a little bit more running back heavy than, you know, other drafts might at this time. But uh, let's just sort of go over the draft order. We've got Houdini drafting one, D-Rex in the four slot, uh, Stag Party in the eighth slot, and we've got Mo at the turn at the 12 spot. So you'll get to see a variety of different strategies. Uh, when you win Antonio Brown, first overall, did you are you going wide receiver all day? Are you going zero wide out? Uh, or are you still flexible as hell because you only made one pick? <laughs> you talking about for the rest of the... Of, oh, yeah. yeah. You're trying to get a strategy for his next pick? Dowdy's going to give it to you. I'm going Adrian Peterson. Oh, there it is. All AP, right. PPR league. Do not care. Don't do care. not care. Do yeah. not care. I, I, I agree with you, too. He's, he is all day. He is steady. You want that, that running back who you know is going to give you production? He's got it. Yeah. Um, not many safer guys. I mean, if any running back is safe or if any player in the league is safe, you know, you could say that about very few. But every every time he plays 16 games or more than 12 games in a season, the guy scores double-digit touchdowns. That type of touchdown consistency, hard to find in the league. I don't know how it's really worked out this way because I never had a LaDainian Tomlinson when he was – Baller never had Marshawn Falk back in the uh, uh, Marshall Falk back in the day, but I have had Adrian Peterson on most of my teams most of the years. I've always kind of been underwhelmed by him to some degree, but he, I've always finished like really friggin' high, and it's because this guy's just so consistent. Even a bad season for him is a great season. Last point about him is that because I had him too, I uh, from his rookie one of my dynasty, I had him as a, as a uh, won the lottery, had him as my guy. He was amazing in those first two years. Those first two years where he uh, like just had those huge games where it was scoring you a ton of points. That was awesome. But since then, it's been more that like he's he's just consistent. He's just giving you the hundred yard games. He's giving you the the the, uh, the touchdowns. So it's just you just haven't had like those two hundred and whatever plus yard games. But then he gives you what almost the, the two thousand yard season. Uh, uh, a couple years ago, he had a two thousand. I'm sorry, gave the two thousand yards. And he started the season with as a, a, a shit bag, right? So, yeah. yeah. How are you gonna count him out? You know, I, I, 
we're, we're gonna do it in this draft. We're not. I, I could talk about guys that I had in my mind and talk through that for the listeners. But at the beginning part, let's not do that. And maybe on the whole show, like, okay. maybe it's not right to talk. And you haven't done that. I'm just saying I would love to talk about the th- two other guys I was thinking about taking there and why no, not. I, but I they're not gone. I, I think you should. This is for the listeners. We all know it's a faux pas to do in a draft, but we're peeling back the curtain. Let us know who you were thinking. I'm gonna wait. And, I'm gonna wait until the oh, first what? couple rounds. Were they gone? Are they gone? Up. Yeah. So after uh, AP, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. And then now we've got Stags at pick eight. Oh, I'll take David Johnson. Sort of reluctantly. I, I was hoping one of either A.J. Green or uh, DeAndre Hopkins comes back to me because I like to get the wide receiver in the first round with how drafts have been going because then that running back seems to fall. You can get a different type of guy who, when you're looking at the receivers in the second round, you feel like it's sort of a reach after tier two. Uh, because then guys start flying on the board, like Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, that, that's the part I don't really like about going running back first. So off the board to follow the pick of David Johnson, what have we had here? We've got Des Bryant, Lamar Miller, and Des Bryant, Lamar Miller, and Mike Evans. Is that the final pick? Well, I can give you the rundown. So after David Johnson, we had uh, Des Bryant, Lamar Miller, Allen Robinson. Then I was at a quandary. I'm at that 12th pick. You know, do you, do you take Gronk there, uh, the highest running back? I was maybe kind of thinking Ezekiel, but I really like going wide receiver early and often. I had a couple there that I liked, so I took Mike Evans and Keenan Allen, especially Keenan Allen and PPR. And then uh, second pick of the second round was Ezekiel Elliott, Jordy Nelson, and then Rob Gronkowski, and now we're up back up to Staggs. All right, so Jordy Nelson's gone. Rob Gronkowski's gone. Uh, who was the other one that I is Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, and you said that Keenan Allen is also gone, correct? I took Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Damn it, I was... I was really hoping that Keenan Allen would actually maybe uh, come back. Yeah. Uh, I have bad eyes. So now, <laughs> now when I didn't take that wide receiver in the first round, now I'm like, uh, I should have took that wide receiver in the first round. <laughs> Me too. Because now I'm going to take Jamal Charles uh, and not feel great about it because I just don't want to reach for a wide receiver in the second round that I don't feel is worthy of a second round pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand exactly where, where you're where you're coming from on this one because you are in really in the into that major drop off tier. You know there is a big shift with these players that are left at wide receiver where you still have impact running backs who are and with Jamal Charles is a guy who totes the rock as a workhorse. So you have that potential where, where that other drop off at running back is huge. So, I, I did another mock draft earlier where I was in about this similar position to Stags, about the eighth pick or ninth pick, and I ended up getting Adrian Peterson and David Johnson. This was, you know, a couple months back. Not planning on doing that, but it's the best thing that, that just presented itself. So, sometimes you go, you go with it. I had another one that was Adrian Peterson and Doug Martin with, like, the sixth pick. So, yeah. After I selected what came off the board there, Mo? Uh. So Stags goes Jamal Charles, 
Uh, then we had Amari Cooper, who D-Rex can talk about maybe an interesting news feed we posted. Amari Cooper went, Brandon Marshall went, and then Levy and Bell went. D-Rex, you turned me on to this one. What would you hear about uh, Amari, and particularly the second half of the season last year? Last year, he was barely practicing and had plantar fasciitis. And I was shocked to hear that. That that's just I'm actually respectful of Rio and that whole organization that... This wasn't really, I mean, obviously we knew he was banged up and hurt and slowed a little bit, but he was rarely practicing, had plantar fasciitis, and the way that they were to um, kind of suffocate that information in a digital Twitter-verse world, I was impressed by that. But yeah, if Amari was banged up and he still had, was, what, top, 20, top 25, and he was a rookie, and... If he was banged up, and now he's saying he's the first time he's been healthy, he's saying in his NFL career, which is only one year, but he's basically saying in a long time. He's like, I'm finally friggin' healthy. If that guy healthy is different than what he's been the last few years in college and last year, it, it, it's he's moving up my boards, but he's going so high already that it's kind of like he's a second-rounder. Yeah, you're, well, you're, yeah. The one thing I noticed is before the injury, he was on pace to get about 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns. And after he labored through it for a few weeks, they finally shut him down. But it certainly explains that Dickensian second half of the season that Carr had, that, that Cooper had, that, uh, that Oakland suffered. I mean, I guess the real thing is we knew he was injured. You could see on the field that he was injured, but nobody was saying what the injury was. And that was the sort of most concerning thing. Um, I, I can't pay the price of a second rounder for Amari Cooper because he's got that limited touchdown upside. In goal-to-go situations, he was never targeted by Derek Carr last season. That's rough. Like, really? <laughs> he had, like, one red zone target in hole. Like, it was disgusting what he did. In, and, but the rest of his touchdowns were all long touchdowns. Well, that's, like what, that. that's what it was. He had a couple – he had the first one in the first week of the season, and then he was – you know, everything was pretty much 20-yard – Plus, he had a one later season against the Chargers. All right, I'm, I know what I'm going to do here, guys. I'm going, and this is just so you know, this is why you do mock drafting. This is not the way my tears say the say the tale. I'm going off in the wide receiver position. I'm going. I'm not going on a guy that I have three spots lower right now in my tears. I'm going with this guy. New news has come up. I looked a little deeper. This is a guy that I have never really liked. And to be honest, this is a mock draft, so it's not a real team. I'm not sure if I've ever owned him in any of my leagues across my life. But I think I'm, I'm, I'm going in here. I'm taking it. Oh, God. Now I'm changing my mind. Marquise Colston? Oh, I'm sorry. I got a dollar. He was talking about Sammy Watkins. No, I no. wasn't. But oh, okay. that's, that's who I'm thinking about going to. Okay. Oh. But I'm going to stick with what I'm doing just because Sammy's not playing. This. I'm going to Marius Thomas. Yeah, after what he did to the Bears. I mean, well, but the guy had 105 catches last year. Yeah. He just he, did, he had a ton of targets. It was a poo-poo platter last year. Who was the worst quarterback in the league last year? The combination of Peyton no, Manning. No, the, the worst quarterback. The, the guy you just named. Peyton Manning was the worst quarterback in, in, in the league last year. Yep. His fantasy prowess was terrible. And his his other guy was the game manager backup that Elway was w- happy to see go. Gar- uh, f- friggin' uh, Simeon and, and Mark Sanchez are upgrades from what they had last year. And I'm not going by just the Bears thing, but... The number of targets and the catches, he just only had six. 
He was high on the yards, too. He only had six touchdowns. Demarius won a Super Bowl. I bet you had a little bit of like, wow, I didn't do much in these last in these playoffs or that. Um, I like him. I think he's going to be a bounce back player that is you know gonna, what it is gonna, to gonna, it? Gonna, gonna, He's he's coming at a value. He and that's the thing. I think maybe he's got the chip on his shoulder. He knows that he's going. He's falling in fantasy drafts. He wants to step it up for you, D Rex. I don't know if he's valued in the second round per se, but definitely where he's usually going in ADP. Third round. Get him yeah. in the third round. So if you're getting him in the third round, he's got a pretty safe floor because he's their first wide receiver that they're gonna target. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders say what they want, how he was more targeted than Demarius down the stretch. That's just because the defenses are paying more attention to Demarius without a real thriving run game at most times last season. And, you know, the lack of arm strength from Peyton Manning. You know that, hey, if you press up the line of scrimmage, you know, Demarius can run a lot of screens. Uh, so if you press up on him... You know, it's less chance for completions. Can I be honest? I think this is going to be a year where there's not nearly as many bubble routes. We'll see. All right. I guess I've talked enough about Demarius Thomas and what we're going to do there. Let's move on in the draft. Holy crap, we've had some major uh, uh, computer issues on trying to mock draft here. So let's fire it up. Um, what happened since? Who's gonna? Is it Stag Party or Mo? Who's, who's gonna give the update? After uh, D Rex took uh, Demarius Thomas, we saw Devonta Freeman come off the board, and then we saw T Y Hilton. So now we've got Houdini back on the clock for a little wraparound from the first spot. Yeah, and, and this is a situation where I wanted T Y Hilton uh, here on this pick, uh, especially considering uh, having Antonio Brown. So I'm gonna go a, a different. Uh, a different receiver who I but I who I love here having as my second wide receiver, and that's Sammy Watkins. So the reason why I love Sammy as a two, I think he has potential to be top ten, top five wide receiver this year. Yes, he's dealing with the the foot issue and coming back with the injury, but I also and Stag Party, you, you shouldn't be able to deny me on this one because you're a Tyrod Taylor fan. And looking at high God Taylor, there you go. So. <laughs> I'm looking at that guy's proficiency and the way that, that Watkins was playing hurt last year. Now he's really got the, the flow. You're going to have uh, a really a, a run-first emphasis in this team, but he is the main, the only real target on this team. He is going to get a ton of attention. And having him with Antonio Brown, now he's not even having to perform like a number one, but he can give me number one numbers. I definitely agree with you there. Um, Tyrod just got a new contract today, so congrats to him. It sounds like five for 92, but it's also like an option after this year. So they can pretty much get out of the deal after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they paid him, but he's still got to prove it again this year. But Tyrod's proficiency throwing the deep ball last season was what really got Sammy Watkins off. And he's already back at practice, so if you're really worried about that injury, Worry more about guys like Jordy Nelson that are still on the pup list than, than Sammy Watkins at this point, who's already back. What about your second pick? So, yeah, so on my wraparound here, it, it's I, I, I was looking at New Orleans, and I know you're not supposed to talk about, talk about people that aren't drafted, but I'm looking at two guys on New Orleans. But I'm going to go with the running back at this point since I, I have my two top uh, wide receivers already. I'm going to take Mark Ingram. I like how much he was used as a receiver last year. I think, especially now that this is PPR, but he's also a guy that is getting red zone uh, carries and has the potential to get a lot of touchdowns. So uh, I was big on him last year. I'm not getting off the train. He just needs to stay healthy for me for 16 games. Yeah, 
Count more like 14, but whatever. <laughs> well, as I said, he needs to stay healthy for 16 games. But All I'm... right. So after you take uh, Mark Ingram, it looks like Brandon Cooks immediately goes off the board. So standard. Fancy football etiquette. And then uh, Doug Martin also flies off, leaving uh, D-Rex and what, the Dalai Lama's buck teeth before, up on the clock. Before that, too, because Doug Martin was my other consideration there when I'm looking at, uh, at Mark Ingram. I just... I just feel more confident in Ingram still being more of a steady player where Martin is, is we don't know. Do you know that Mark Ingram last season in PPR leagues did not have a single week where he wasn't a top tw- uh, 24 player? I like that. I, uh, is that more... accurate? No, but every but week. He, but he missed a lot of games. So? Every week New Orleans also had a top 24 running back. I agree with that, but sometimes, I mean, I, I, I had Ingram. I liked him a lot. So he was at the third running back when he went down and fell to a 13. Uh, he was killing it. Yeah, that's he what I'm saying. Every week, guaranteed top 24. That's Meaning like his, floor, his floor was really high. And he looks he looks pretty good already. All right, Two touchdowns I'm, last night. Yeah, and they were they were trying to get him. The, he They tried to get him the ball seriously. Um, all right, I'm going to go on this one. <laughs> So you go Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Uh, so he had already taken a running back and a wide receiver, so he had any sort of option there. But the probably consensus third round pick here is probably an Alshon Jeffrey, and I know just no chance you're taking him. Zero. So after Jordan no. Reed comes off the clock, we got a couple picks. Uh, Eddie Lacy, it looks like, came off the board. LaShawn McCoy. And. Before me, Alshon Jeffrey, just as we talked about. So, uh, looking at the board, you guys can sort of fill some airtime. I, I, I want to fill some airtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do your thing, <laughs> buddy. I appreciate you guys giving me so much time with the airtime. It's what's when you're sitting there in, at the top of the draft, right? Where uh, you're drafting one of those top three wide receivers, and as you're coming back, um, you know. If you're gonna decide to go, if it's, if, if you're, are we? We're. Uh, I just double check. You said we're a three wide receiver league, or yes, sir. Okay. So if you're sitting here going, you know what? I want to fill these three wide receivers with my first three picks. You can do that, but what what I'm looking at, what's just happened now, is that the potential for what you're going to get when it comes finally back to you uh, in in the fourth round is pretty miserable for what you're going to have as your first starting running back. So I don't know. I sort of like the guys that are all up in the fourth, the fifth round. I second that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well. Out. All right, well, then let's talk about it when it comes back to my pick. I already took one running back, so we'll, we'll see. So I started off with a team with two running backs, so I'm like, oh, my God, I need a wide receiver, right? Right. And then I don't have a flex to play a third running back. Uh, robust running back may not be a great strategy for me, especially in a PPR league where the guys, the next group of guys all have a little bit of question marks. Sure. For sure. Uh, but they all have their own upsides in different ways. Uh I think I'd go with Randall Cobb here in the third round. Yeah, I know D-Rex already hates hearing the pick. I'm throwing up on my mouth a little bit. I'm warming up. I mean, but after sort of the guys who've just gone off the board, after Cooks, after uh, Sammy Watkins, after T.Y. Hilton, we are looking at you know Randall Cobb and a few other guys that are all in the same tier, and at least Randall Cobb has had you know productive touchdown seasons compared to these guys in the next couple tiers. Um, so after I take Randall Cobb, it looks like Jarvis Landry comes off the board, Thomas Rawls, and then uh, Julian Edelman. So those are two of the guys I was talking about 
with without giant touchdown upside. Uh, those are what eight eight touchdowns tops. Even Jarvis Landry would be lucky to maybe sniff eight touchdowns. <laughs> I like the way earlier you didn't use words. All of them have words. <laughs> I mean. I haven't watched late night TV yet today, so I don't have genital warts in the mind. All right, on this Valverde, I want to apologize to Pyromaniac Mo. I got a little testy with him uh, while we were off the show. I'm sorry, buddy. Love you very much. Valverde. I think that, I think this one's for you, uh, Mo. Two, two. Kiss my ass and suck my dick, everyone. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that's 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 for you, Mo. So Mo, you're on the clock for two. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll take both of those. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them. <laughs> the apology, and the response, far, and the pick. I'm picking here, third. Uh, this is my third pick. I've got Mike Evans, Keenan Allen. Uh, it's kind of in my head. I do want to go wide receiver, and boy, my guy, you, everybody knows I've got my brief belief. I've been talking about him forever, but man, his ADP and MFL 10s, I, I'm in an MFL 10 right now. He went, I think, ninth pick of the third round. He is creeping up so high. Um, I do love him, and I, I love him as my third wide. So I'm contemplating that. I'm also, I'd also contemplate maybe a Tate, a Macklin. Benjamin, more so in standard, I would say. And then uh, running backs, C.J. Anderson I like. I like uh, Ryan Matthews, but I might be able to wait on some of those. You don't have to name all the players. <laughs> who are you, ta- who are you taking? I'm just peeling back the curtain for the folks to get no. a look inside my mind. You're peeling you know, back the next You know who years. you're picking. You know who you're picking. Just saying. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and grab Moncrief because it's a long time till I get to pick again. So I'm going to take my Moncrief. And I think I'm going to load up and take my first running back. And I'm going to go, boy, I'm going to go C.J. Anderson. I think the Broncos going to be a defensive team, running the ball, uh, and I like what C.J. can do. Then after I took Moncrief and C.J., Golden Tate, who I've also seen climbing up, although reports have been talking about Marvin Jones in the preseason, but I still like Tate and PPR. Then Kelvin Benjamin, and then Forte, and then we've got Stags on the clock. Hang on, hang on. I, I, I gotta, I, I'm slow on, uh, on my reflexes on the computers. You said Forte. Did you say, did, did I hear you correctly that uh, uh, Golden Tate went already? That is correct, sir. Tate and Benjamin. And Benjamin. Man. Yeah, I mean, PPR, Tate has been creeping up. And even even with reports of uh, Marvin Jones, like I say, getting all the love in uh, in camp. Well, I, I can say that I, I, I taint, taint, say I'm taintly surprised about it. <laughs> I'll tell you this, just so you know, Pyromaniac Moan, I'm not just in the kiss-ass fest with you right now. But to be honest, it was Moncrief or Jordan Reed, and I had to take a Tier 1 guy. Moncrief was my other pick that fucking early in the third round. I didn't have a t- I don't have didn't have a wide receiver higher than Moncrief. But well, I felt you, I, you I, know, I felt I like I risked it coming back in any league besides you. About, I could. I'm sorry. Um, I've been spouting off about Moncrief. What do you guys think about him? Third, fourth round. What do you What do you think about that? I don't like the third round. I don't like the third. Like, what has this guy proven to us so far in his NFL career? When you could take other guys. 
you know, like the Randall Cobbs who have done it, like Jarvis Landry who has the most, you know, 100 catch or most catches through two seasons in the league. Guys like Julian Edelman who was on such a tear last season. But, um, okay, so all those guys were gone by the yeah. time I picked. What about like a, a Moncrief or a Macklin or a Tate? I'm taking Macklin right now. Um, and I think it's a better pick than Dante Moncrief at this time because he's another guy who's had you know ten touchdown seasons. He's a guy who's had nearly what ninety catches in a season, and he's a guy who could just get thirteen, twelve hundred yards. And I don't know what Moncrief's sort of yardage total can be, being the second fiddle to to T.Y. Hilton, well, who they are praising so much right now. Let me let me, I, I, let me, let me see, let interject one point here because it's not only the, is it is it Moncrief, is it T.Y. Hilton, it's also uh, Dorsett, um, you know. So you have you have a lot of guys there. I know that they like to throw the ball around. I, I I'm not really uh, thrilled in any way, shape, or form by the running attack that, that the Indianapolis is throwing out there. So I do expect that it's going to be uh, a, a big time situation of uh, of them throwing the ball. But I, I agree, it's hard to trust Moncrief at this point in time. It's I I want to make that splash pick, but I want that, that to be more for me in my fifth or sixth round. Where yeah, I'm but, making that that bold statement that a guy who's in fifth or sixth round that could be end up being valued at a, at a, at a second round pick next year. Let That's, me phrase it like this. How do you like Moncrief as your third wide receiver? I love him as my third wide receiver. Okay, and so with Staggs, like I was taking him as my third Stags, I think if I was in your boat taking your first wide receiver, correct? Yep. Well, I, I took would certainly, Randall Cobb. I would certainly go with Macklin in that situation. No, that was my second wide receiver. I went with Randall Cobb the previous round. Okay, but I think I, there's something to be said for you know how many uh, of the position you already have. I agree with that. No, there's, there's definitely something to be said. That's why I said for me with the, when I have Antonio Brown, I feel so much more confident taking Sammy Watkins. If I had to take Sammy Watkins and he was going to be my number one wide receiver, then I would not feel as confident as I did with him with playing behind Antonio Brown because he's a deadly two. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like uh, you know sometimes a guy is just so much better as your second best option on the team than having to carry the weight for you every single week. He'll give you big weeks, but when you have another guy ahead of him that's that's doing the heavy lifting, it's better off. Yeah, I, there, there's just so much to say. Like, could Moncrief be a breakout? I just don't know if I'm ready to spend a third-round pick on I, I don't think I'll ever be that high. I'd just much rather have other guys in the third round than Dante Moncrief, and that's it. Because if I really look at what his ceiling is, it, is his ceiling the same as could he have what 75 80 catches 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns sure right but what has he done to prove that he can get that much yardage with even with Andrew Luck last season his yardage total would have been under 900 well let's put it this, this, this way too you know Macklin does he have the, does Macklin have the potential to be potential okay I know this is we're, 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 I could be stretching some things here a 1500 yard receiver. Sure, if he plays every game, I think he was what at twelve hundred last season. He missed a game, right? Um, and but early in the season, he looked a little different than later. And because Jamal Charles is getting a little bit longer in the tooth, and and if they do have to, to split it up, and if Alex Smith is not running as much, who knows? You know, or if Alex Smith dies and somebody else is that quarterback, but. Um, well, it doesn't really matter. Alex, I'm ready to go, the best option they you got. You feel like you're buying time for me. I, I, not, I, I don't feel like I'm buying time. Okay. But my point is this, is that Moncrief, to me, with all the other guys that are there in Indianapolis, 
I, unless unless luck is thrown for 5,500 yards, he can't be a 1,500-yard receiver. Yeah, but he's not going to get it done with yardage. I mean, he's T.Y. Hilton's going to get the yards. He's going to get it done with receptions, PPR, and then touchdowns. Well, to get yardage, you have to get catches. So I don't think he's going to be the catch guy. I think T.Y. Hilton could have more catches. I think I mean, well, the catches are going to be spread projected, out. Uh, luck to have a full season. It, actually, uh, he, Moncrief would have had more catches than Hilton. They're just not well, as good as they Well, but, but, okay, I'll, I'll end it this way because the other thing was too is that teams were aware of, of T.Y. Hilton. Teams became aware of Dante Moncrief as the season wore on uh, because then he started to to produce more. So, but it's an interesting discussion. I would say that. T-Rex, who you got? All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it well. As usual, this is what I do. I'm going to flip this thing on the screen. Oh, do we say who was taken uh, after? Yeah, yeah, you want to go through a little yeah. bit. There was no we didn't guys since. So I you took went- Jeremy Macklin, and then uh, we had Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, the first two quarterbacks come off the board, and then right. Carlos Hyde. So now you're back on the clock. And uh, I, there's a whole slew of guys at the running back and wide receiver position. I'm not going to name any of them that I'm – Pretty much in the same vicinity. I think one of the guys that I kind of would pick right now is going to make it back to me. So I'm going to take a tier one guy. I'm sitting at it, looking at a tier sheet that's on 11 by 17 uh, page, and I'm knocking him out. And Andrew Luck at quarterback. I know it's high. I know it's different, but I, I just kind of think if he plays all 16 games, he's the number one. And uh, there's been a lot of great stats that have come out over the year, over the last couple weeks that have just shown his dominance when he's playing. And also, you also get a piece of Dante Moncrief, a guy that you love to watch so much. So now you get that piece without having to take him. It's awesome. And just so you know, when I took Demarius, you know who I wanted. I love T.Y. Hilton. I love T.Y. Hilton, but I thought I was going to be able to get a Moncrief, which I would have been able to if I was in any other draft besides Pyromaniac Mo. <laughs> so we've seen now Deion Lewis go off the board and then Latavius Murray. And now we got back that's, to that's Houdini me, for huh? two. All right, and that sucks because I wanted Latavius Murray there. Uh, I'm like, oh, he's... I don't think anybody's ever said they want Latavius Murray at any point. I know. You would sort of end up with him. <laughs> I kind of wanted him there, so... I'm, I'm, I tell you, the, the running backs in Oakland are becoming more and more intriguing to me. I'm, I'm liking Murray. But that offensive line, lots of good things to come. Well, let me, let me tell you what. I'm going to make a bold move for my team. I'm going to make a uh, 1980... 1980s Boston Celtics move here on my rap. You drafted Anton Bolden. I'm drafting two white guys. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, as you wear, as you wear a golf hat, a Masters hat. Exactly right. Of all things, this is like. So the, one of them is Greg Olson. One that is the very first one who I'm putting <laughs> on my sheet right now. And then the second one, hold on, hold on. Let me Wait, think. What Eric is my te- what is my team name? <laughs> Eric Upper Decker, and, and it just falls to me that it's sitting on my tears. He is the highest rated wide receiver. Here's a guy. How many years has it been? Is it, is it three years in a row that he's gotten double-digit touchdowns? So no, deck? not in the first year with uh, the Jets, but remember who uh, was the quarterbacks in those seasons. Exactly. Fitzpatrick's back. Uh, Brandon Marshall is being Brandon Marshall. Uh, Decker is going to be quietly, and especially with, with Forte, if he ever ends up playing there, this is going to be a situation where, you know, Man, you know, he's going to be able to, to, to really advance. And now look, I got him now as my third 
wide receiver. It's Antonio Brown, it's Sammy Watkins, it's Eric Decker, it's Greg Olson with Mark Ingram. I'm liking how this team is stacking up. And Eric Decker also mitigates that risk of the Sammy Watkins in his up and down sort of gameplay because he's a guy who didn't have less than double digit points in pretty much standard leagues except for one game last year. He, he scores almost a touchdown a week. It's like, it's, it's pretty I don't crazy. know if that's going to stay. But. I don't know if that's going to stay either, but he's... But he did it in Denver, and he's doing it here. He's got great size. I wanted DeMarco Murray. I thought he was going to make it back to me. One pick, Landry detergent. Fuck off, you stinky bitch. You're sort of a coward, bro. Yeah, you're a coward. Oh, sorry. We're just making it You played it well. You played it well. (laughs) Women's Olympic soccer references. Hope Solo, um, no. (laughs) Hope Solo, get Hope the gash solo. And then before... <laughs> oh! Fappinen. It's Fappinen. And then before DeMarco Murray went off the board, uh, Doug Baldwin went off the board to leave D-Rex with his selection. Doug uh, Baldwin. And he's already sort of got, you know, a wide receiver. He's got a quarterback. He's got that tight end, and he's got the uh, quarterback. Uh, so he's got one of each of the main core positions. So now he's probably running back wide receiver. I love it. We're awesome. <laughs> Friday night podcasts are the greatest. <laughs> We're I know what I'm doing. That was me with the fridge. Sorry, everybody. It's all good. Now I know what I'm doing. I love this guy. I love the whole team. I'm taking it down. Matt Jones to the undertown. Going, going with my boy. Matt Jones. So this guy is, just so you know, I recognize I'm living and dying by this guy in drafts. And I'm going by the team. <laughs> well, yeah, by the team. True. And, and I'm going to be winning championships because of it, or I'm going to be maybe in contention for it. Or, but it I'm doesn't gonna... make or break it. These picks don't make or break it. Even even if I love a Cousins and get him later, I can still dominate with those with those guys fucking sucking. And that's what we do. Or you could be having a bad Labor Day. So, Larry Fitz. What are you doing? Shut your mouth. If there's one thing I hate, it's losing. If there's two things I hate, it's losing and getting canceled. <laughs> so after uh, we saw, what? Let me see here. After we saw Matthew Jones uh, go off the board, we oh, saw yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, Danny Woodhead, and Duke Johnson. Um, so leaving me with a pick, I've already got two uh, running backs, two wide receivers. Uh, I don't have that flex position to play with. So, I, I've got some work to do at that wide receiver position. And right now, I've got a group of two guys. So one guy is higher for me in standard. And the other guy is higher for me in PPR. Or in a PPR league. And that's going to be Jordan Matthews. Um, even with the injury, he's supposed to miss the preseason. Two to four weeks with that bone bruise in his knee from that low hit. But just watching that offense without Jordan Matthews the other night, it was atrocious. So, that guy's going to get a mess of targets. He's a, he will get a mess of targets, um, but how atrocious that offense looked is kind of how I feel how atrocious that offense is going to look throughout the year. Uh, you just better hope uh, Chase Daniel doesn't get in there and play because he looked like one of the worst players in the league last season. <laughs> or last night, excuse me. So, after Jordan Matthews, what do we got, Mo? Well, I'm, uh, I've got my wide receivers filled out. I've got three of those, and i only got one running back. So, 
This is the fifth round where I do like some running backs here in the fifth and sixth and seventh. And uh, Ryan Matthews, Lord knows he's had issues staying on the field. But one of the most efficient last year, top five for uh, fancy points per opportunity. I really like Ryan Matthews. I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries there, bulk of the work. May not be as up-tempo as last year, but I certainly like it. And we're not playing a flex in this league. Is that correct, boys? Yeah. That, that no is correct. Flex. But why, why don't you tell everybody who was picked uh, before you're about well, we to got it. We got it. So, after Staggs took Jordan Matthews, Michael Floyd came off, Arian Foster, another quarterback, Russell Wilson, and then I took Ryan Matthews with pick 60. I, I like I like your Ryan Matthews pick here. This is a guy who I'm happy with Ryan Matthews. You know, injury is always an issue there, but fifth round, you know, if he misses a couple games, which I'm almost kind of assuming he will, one of the most efficient guys last year. I think there's no competition, not much in uh, Philly, and I really like what he can do. We all know it's just a question of him staying on the field. Yeah. And now you have a real big question because you sort of filled out your starting wide receivers, your starting running back, uh, your starting running backs, excuse me. You got two of them, and you just took an injury-plagued player in Ryan Matthews. Do you immediately back that up with another running back, or are you going to just look for best available player uh, and sort of go along those lines, or are you going to try and hammer home the reinforcements to Ryan Matthews early here? Houdini, what do you think you would do? On the spot. (laughs) On the spot. I I think I might. It it really depends. If I'm... He had Eric double-decker in his mouth. (laughs) No, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at, like, my situation. It's like, what am I going to do here for me? It's like, okay, I've filled up. I I still have to wait, what, 12 picks before it's coming back to me. I I have Mark Ingram, and I I filled out my wide receivers. I got my tight end, so I pretty much got a core there. I, I probably I probably going back myself up a little bit right now, just to give myself that that if I have a, if there's another guy who I think that has that pop, and I think there is a guy there that that has that extra potential pop too. So it's almost like if I take one chance, I almost take two chances right there, but chances that have higher upside. I'm not I'm not gonna cover myself by going for more of a steady. I almost just sometimes you just gotta go all in and you go all in because you know draft picks fail throughout the draft and and there's there's gems everywhere as well so take the chance yeah well uh, i'll be honest it was between john brown because i in my <laughs> tier sheet wide receivers run dry and they run dry early whereas these rounds that we're in right now five through nine i like a lot of running backs i do however i know we're in ppr but i'm gonna take jonathan stewart yeah i pick I mean, I thought about Jonathan Stewart there a couple picks ago, but I had already decided I wanted to go a couple wide receivers here early. Um, that's good just pick. A, that's a good pick. I, it is a good pick, and I've been high on Jonathan Stewart, but it's like I kind of like as I've been watching the news and they've been taking it easy with him, and it's like kind of scaring me a little bit. And it's because like, they know they just need him. I know. Keep I know. This exactly. fucking fragile guy. He, all, just, but, just no, one but, thing I want to say. Hold on. Before everyone was talking, is yeah, I agree. The last ten picks have all been. Ryan Matthews, Foster, Jordan Matthews, Woodhead, um, D'Angelo. All these guys are boom or bust, injury, waiting to happen kind of guys. But if they can muster it up and be healthy, the, the, the ceiling is just redonkulous. 
I mean, cool. if Ryan Matthews, we talked about it on our show, we did the uh, mock draft together, Mo. Yeah. We got Matthews, and I think we, we went pretty early on, and we were shocked that we were still able to get it. We got, I think, didn't we get Stewart like four yeah. rounds yeah. later? But we were just like, we know this guy's going to get hurt. We'll take the five weeks. And I feel the right. same way about Arian Foster. But take the take the number one guy in a given week. It's more important than having a season worth of fifth. I, I, I get you, but we were talking about Jonathan Stewart. And, and the point that I'm thinking about when they're talking about holding him back, what is the difference between them holding him back as a veteran on any team versus them holding him back as a veteran on Carolina? To me, Carolina was 15-1 last year. They lost in the Super Bowl. They're thinking about their playoffs. So they are not going to overuse the guy. So this is my this is my trepidation. This is why he's been falling down my my uh, uh, tier sheet because I had him as high as about it was like number ten I think at the beginning of uh, of the off season. But I don't feel like they're going to let him run loose. I feel like they want to make sure that he's strong for when they need him in those playoff games. Uh, down the stretch. It's it's the fifth or sixth round right now. It's the sixth round. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a good pick. It is a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking we in the fourth round. I'm with you, bro. But this is like a great no, right. this is a guy that could be an RB one any given week, and every then, given week. Let, so let me start. come back and qualify real quick here because he is at still for me at number eighteen, and there was a bunch of other running backs that have already been taken ahead of him that I had. He was ranked higher than best pick, uh, maybe in the draft so far. Well, let me just, just stick with this, and then I'll, I'll leave Sorry up to for Upper Decker again. After. Uh, with Jonathan Stewart, you know, I think Cam Newton's uh, rushing touchdowns, I believe he had 10, are going to uh, regress. He's not going to get as many. And with a team that scored 500 points last year, most in the league, you know, with running back, it's about opportunity. I want attempts. I want them to be in the red zone as often as possible. I want them to have the opportunity to score points. And, man, Carolina is the team to do it. So, Jonathan Stewart, he was highest on my tiers, even though I did like John Brown and some other guys. And I know it's PPR, but sixth round, I'll take Stewart all day. After Stewart went Gio Bernard, Jeremy Langford, and then D'Angelo Williams. And then Stags will immediately go Travis Kelsey. Um, <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> Because that's what Stags does. No, but I'm, I'm looking at wide receivers here, sort of trying to maybe balance out that Jordan Matthews pick. But then I look at tight ends, and with recent rash of injuries to tight ends in preseasons, and guys, you know, going to their, you know, getting headaches and not being able to even be in camp that I like, I'm going to reach for a guy I have in Tier 2, at the end of Tier 2, in Travis Kelsey, in a PPR league where those touchdowns don't matter as much as they do in a standard league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dollar for a dollar. So after I take Travis Kelsey, it looks like uh, Kobe Fleener immediately goes off the board. Uh, so, yeah, I'd much rather have Kelsey than Fleener just for proven sort of upside. And then we get Josh Gordon going in the sixth round. Maybe a little early, a little early from my liking. Sure. I do like Josh. He's, I'm on page two with him. Yeah, he's, he's further down my list as well, but at the same yeah. time, the potential that he brings. This is one of those things. And and, and that team that, that took him, uh, Stags, uh, where are they sitting with the uh, wide receiver? What is he there? Uh... So they had DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Marshall, and that's he's their third wide receiver. That's a pretty good potential for yeah. your third wide receiver that, that gives you a, a absolute rocket missile potential for each week. 
he can go off. He so can let, win let you a week. Say the last pick uh, before D Rex is on the clock, and that's Delaney Walker, and then hit back to Josh Gordon. One, if you play in a flex league, one of the, my absolute favorite sort of fantasy football pairings is to get in like the seventh, eighth round, get Josh Gordon and get D'Angelo Williams because they're you know Josh Gordon's missing the four weeks, you know Le'Veon Bell's missing the first four weeks, and then if anything were to happen to Bell later down the line, you still got. D'Angelo on your team, but you've got an excellent flex there through the entire. Like, can you name a better flex you're going to have between the two combinations of those guys? Pretty good. So I, I can only, I, yeah, I can only play, play two running backs, and we're not doing a flex. And I need to get three wide receivers, so I'm, I'm locked in on that position, and I'm going through that. I'm going for that fucker, that that split tooth. Mofo like myself. Michael Strahan? Yeah, yeah, his his predecessor. I got that um, I got that same split tooth. I'm going for you, buddy. You are a work in progress. This is not a great WR2. And that's what happens when you get a lot of other uh, uh, players that are in the tier one action. But I gotta do it. I, I just can't. I'm not excited about it. I'm going. I feel like after you already. I gotta do it. Kevin White. I feel like you you have like spent 20 minutes making the pick. I'm gonna change who I want. This is what what Kevin Durant should have done. He should have been like, yeah, just tell him that I'm thinking about signing with the Golden State Warriors. Bell Bearding. You can smoke a peace pipe till your dick falls off, but I'm not dancing with any fucking wolves no matter how high I get. Not that I get high, but if I did, my shit would still believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So then after Kevin White flies off the board, we see a guy in Alan Hearns fly off the board. Then another really good pick, in my opinion, in yeah, Jeremy Hill. That's who I was taking. That's who I, but I, did, I needed a wide receiver, and it's my pick, and that's the guy that I wanted. I wanted. I was Jeremy Hill or Kevin White. Uh, why would I take a Jeremy Hill for a, a fourth, third, fourth third, running back? Fourth yeah. running back. Yeah, you already got Matt Jones. You got Adrian Peterson. No, third. That would be that would be my third. Oh my bad. Matt Jones and Adrian Peterson. I but the line. yeah, no, it's all good. But that's the reason why I took Jeremy Hill's fucking sick pick. It's okay. a great pick. It's the pick I, I desperately wanted for this team, where I abandoned going after the the running back going for Olsen and Decker in the last round, and then it comes back. You, you think you're going to get it? This is always what happens. Decker would have been here, but been there in your next pick. No, he would one hundred percent. No chance. Um, uh, no, he would have been close for me. He would have been gone. Um, Decker's the second lowest guy. All right, five. so this is where I'm going to take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a chance um, on a guy who is is not been all that exciting to me. Hold on, before you give this pick. All right, so this is a guy that's not been all that exciting to me. I'm telling you, but I, I like the the potential upside that he still brings. So give me a running back. I'm gonna take Amir Abdullah. Is that what your tear sheet says? That's what my tear sheet says. And then I'm going to go... Because I'm grabbing the wide receivers here. You know what? There's a guy who I've just been like totally... Had been my sleeper guy for for 
the entire offseason I've been on, on the guy, but I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to go with my new... New hotness? New hotness. <laughs> it's, my, it's my fourth off the bench, and I want, I want that splash. I'm going Tyler Lockett. Okay. Ooh. I'm taking... Oh! Hey now! Hey now! Disruptive. I'm, I'm taking that chance there. I, 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 like, I like what... Uh, how Seattle went with the passing, and if you're telling me that Doug Baldwin's getting 14 touchdowns again, you're smoking crack. Sure. I uh, love a stag party drinking some of those Miller Lights Pilsners. Okay, so Tyler Lockett goes off the board for uh, Houdini there, and then let's see what else we got after Tyler Lockett. We got Drew Brees, and we got Devontae Parker, and now D-Rex is back on the uh, clock. Devontae was one of the guys that I wanted to... There's one thing I've learned through all my adventures and conquests is that some people are just wired for success. Yep. Devontae Parker was was who I was thinking about taking. Devontae Parker is the guy who I was going to take instead of Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that's a better pick. So, maybe it is, but at the same time, I don't like what I've been hearing coming out of camp with, with Devontae Parker. He's not been... Doing all the things that I would expect for a guy who's like trending upwards. He's barely even been practicing. That's the training. point. And he's a guy <laughs> who's always had these injuries nagging around him. And I don't want an Alshon Jeffrey. I'm gonna I'm gonna hitch my wagon to a guy who's in a wide wide receiving core that is no good either. But doesn't even have a Jarvis Landry there. Doug Baldwin's the best thing that's in front of him. So that's where I why I went that let, way. Let the Doug Baldwin hate flow through you. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> all right, I'm taking a guy that, I, that you know, in all honesty, he's got a lot of love. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the other side, a running back on the other side of my quarterback. I'm a 49er guy. I think he's always had great seasons. Last year was a, a downplay. He's an old mofo. But right now I think I'm going to be able to grab – a couple guys at other positions that I'm a little more interested in. I think the highest guy on my tiers outright. Friggity Frank the Tank. That was the Tank. Frank the Tank. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was gonna be your guy over Amir Abdullah. Houdini. You know what? I have I have him ranked higher than Amir Abdullah, but I'm. Well, that's why I said that. What your tears say? No, okay, no. <laughs> Like that. He's looking over my shoulder. He knows it's not what he my He puts his shit saying. into the dragon. He, and he, 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 he knows cells. So, cells, rows, and Well, not only that, no, no, I mean, also you can be seeing it right here. It's easy to see. Yeah, it's right yellow. Um, so, it's... I, no, I, I, Frank Gore to me is just... I. He's burned me so many times when I've uh, since I had him as a Eighth rookie. I rolled him for like in a, in a dynasty league for his first six seven years, and then I thought it was it was over. And all he's done is like prove me wrong. So the, the minute that I grab him back on my team, it's gonna be like when the Bulls re-sign Scottie Pippen, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm hurt. I'm out for the whole season." By the way, thanks for all the money. Why the Bulls ever let Scottie Pippen go? Scotty Pippen. Why they ever let Michael Jordan? Scotty Pippen, top ten player of all time. Which time? First or second? Well, either. <laughs> when Jordan won those MVPs and when Jordan got inducted to the Hall of Fame, first thing Jordan said is like, "Thank you very much. I would add no championships without Pippen. Top ten player ever. Guy was the best defender of all time." Mo, you haven't talked in a while. Recap those picks for us, Holmes. Give us a holler for a dollar, my friend. All right, I'll, I'll give you guys a couple things here. So we had D Rex take. Frank Gore, which I thought was a very nice pick. 
Uh, Emmanuel Sanders went off the board. My boy, John Brown, who had, I just looked this up today, nine games last year where he had 99 yards and or a touchdown. Then Michael Crabtree, Staggs is going to be on the clock, but just want to take a moment to talk to the people out there. Give us some reviews on iTunes or wherever you download the Pyromaniac Fantasy Football Podcasts. A recent one from, Co- I, I hope I say this right, Cody E613. If you're looking for a different, more personal fantasy podcast, look no further. The Pyro Podcast delivers the goods from the offseason to the playoffs. These guys will force feed you the info you need to dominate your fantasy football season. And we've got a few more this month, so guys, keep them coming in. We give you the fantasy goodness. We're breaking our backs here uh, so that you can have a life, because Lord knows we don't. Give a little bit back to us. Leave us a review over on iTunes. It is a, a phenomenal way to have us be witnessed and heard by others. I will also suggest for you to check out uh, Facebook forward slash FF Podcast Network. If you were hip to the FF mixtape, which we did not too long ago on the Pyro Light, there's all kinds of really good fantasy football podcasts out there, independent podcasters like us working hard. Check it out over on Facebook. That is forward slash FF Podcast or uh, FF Podcast Network. So I just got to say one thing. So John Brown just got taken. This is what happens when you're not doing it, uh, when you do live drafts. And it's like, you know, the guys are on the board. Did you cross the guy off? I had John Brown already crossed off. When oh. I took Tyler Lockett, I would have taken John Brown. Hardy foul. <laughs> over, over. Wow. Yeah. So, you know what? The, but I like, Mo, I blame I like you. I blame you, more. Mo. It was at the time when you were coming up on your last pick and you listed off like 35 players. And I thought that was <laughs> one of the guys that was taken. <laughs> that, that that was that was the reason not to do that. Because I was knocking guys off the like, wait, that guy was already taken, right? All right, well, let me I, ask, I, just, I, I think our, when I view, like, what's going on inside your heads, I kind of envision, like, a monkey in a football in some sort of wrestling match. So I'm just going to give the pyro listeners... Uh, a little bit of credit and think they could follow along with what I was talking there. Well, you know what, though? In my head, though, it's, it's actually it's like Homer Simpson in a <laughs> desert with, like, nothing. It just echoes all over the place. Echo, echo, echo. I think you call the perfectly pyromaniac mode. Just my, my monkey's got wearing diapers and got tattoos. Is it Johnny Chimbo from uh, Super Juice? <laughs> Is that monkey Ella <laughs> What are we doing here? Where are we? Stags is taking Melvin Gordon. Oh. Stags is taking Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon here. I mean, he caught passes last year. This is a the guy they're committed to giving the ball to. Uh, at this point, you're choosing between guys who are maybe third down backs at best. Uh, I'll take a guy who's still starter potential, who, you know, last year we were even higher on. So if this offensive line can sort of get cohesive and get some things together, you know, good things to happen for Melvin Gordon. He didn't score a lot of touchdowns last season because he scored none. Yeah. Uh, say. That's something that I can't see, you know, continuing. Melvin Gordon's one of those guys to me that I just don't think is going to be on any one of my teams. I, I can't see myself drafting the guy. He... When I, when I watch him play, he doesn't have that instinctive ability to find the hole. He just kind of goes toward where he's going, and if it's not there, he just runs into the pile. 
Okay, would you rather have Melvin Gordon or Rashad Jennings? I know, and uh, I have Rashad. Let's, no, I let's would speak. rather have Rashad Jennings, who I have one spot. Oh, no, good pick. That was what I was going for next. I should have known that you were drafting. Yeah, I would, so I would I get these guys guy, if you weren't in my drafts. My guy, Charles Sims. So let me just run this down here back from Stag. Staggs took Melvin Gordon. Then we had Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Rashad Jennings, and then the last pick of the seventh round, I took Charles Sims, my dog, and then Marvin Jones, who, again, Tim, 20 minutes, lots of reporters are saying that he's really the one that's moving into the 1A. He got the uh, majority of passes and caught the majority of passes in most recent practices. People have really been talking him up. And even though this is PPR, where I do like Tate a little bit better, gosh, I, I think Marvin Jones in the 8th is great value. Then, of course, the Rook, who our boy Dave T loves, Sterling Shepard, Tyler Eifert, Chris Ivory, and we're back on stags. So just sort of recapping a couple of the picks there. I like Marvin Jones almost just as much in PPR because of the value. He's still a guy who catched 70-plus passes in the eighth round. When you're yeah. looking at other guys who are, what, 50, touch, or 50 catch potential guys? Um, so I definitely like the value there. Charles Sims was my pretty much other consideration with Melvin Gordon. Uh, I just take the guy who I think is going to get more touches on the season, and that's got to be Melvin Gordon for me at this time. Yeah, who's up now? I am. Back, back to Staggs. Oh, you want, you want, D-Rex, you want some filler time, so. Uh, well, I can give a Is it miller time, or is it just filler time? I'll, I'll fill the shit. I'm going to give a shout-out to Chub Chub McGrub. Welcome to the party, pal. I'm going to give a shout-out to the Archer. Fuck's sake, you're the best thing that's happened to this company in ages. Thank you so friggin' much for all you're putting into it. We're, I'm gonna talk to Pyrolytics. We're gonna be introducing him over the next couple weeks. Our boy, uh, goddamn, he's been, all these guys have been Pyro fans and uh, disciples of ours listening to the show, following our website and all this stuff, and now they're uh, joining the fray. And that's kind of the way Pyromaniac Mo was brought in the mix. Definitely away as some of our other, uh, you know, main main cohorts and uh, now partners have, have come into the fray. So we got some serious talent. We're releasing some amazing stuff. Check out Pyromaniac.com. Releasing projections. I mean, everything we're doing is off the charts. I don't even need to talk about it more than just check out the website. If you're following us on social media, Pyromaniac, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash T-W-I, or I mean, sorry. T-W-I, T-T-E-R, it's Friday. I started drinking about an hour and a half before you guys showed up, just to let you know. It's a good thing you only have to draft a T. P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one A-C. Thank you. Love you, fellas. I'm going to break my tears. Uh, it, because my tiers are standard. I've got two guys that are a little bit higher, uh, but who are basically the same type of player. One's on Washington and one's on San Francisco. I'll let you figure it out. Now I will take a guy uh, on probably one of the most unknown teams in the league so far, but a guy who's shining in you know, training camp and just to piss D-Rex off and take Corey Coleman. Oh! That's all good. That's a good pick. I was actually hoping that he was going to come all the way back to me, which obviously... Well, I'm, I'm debating by two guys that are, like, exactly the same. I just think Corey Coleman is going to get so much more targets and have and a chance for so much more catches 
then these other two guys I was considering. But here's the thing you gotta just admit. And this is the only thing I said from the, the reason why you're picking him is because this motherfucker's got as much talent as any player in the league. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That motherfucker, that this guy is so talented, but awesome pick. No worries. I got I got I got a few guys that are feeling they're all gonna be gone by the time we come back. So, so after my pick, it looks like Jay Ajay, uh, uh, Justin Forsett, and Carson Palmer have come off the board. Carson Palmer in the eighth round, not, not too not, bad of a that's, pick that's there. That's not a bad pick. Uh, the rest of the guy, Jay Ajay, major question mark. I mean, they're, Justin Forsett and Jay Ajay are the next two guys in my tiers, though. So it's not like we're pushing the envelope here. But I'll tell you what, when you're looking at between Ajay and Forsett, I'm still more apt to go after Ajay. You have Aaron Foster, who has a injury history. You have Forsett, who is a journeyman. So you have Ajay, who's at least a younger running back that has the bigger potential upside. They just didn't want to give him the keys to the car in his second year based on when they showed him in his first year. And look, look at how they underutilized Lamar Miller the year before. That's so, there you go. Stephon Diggs is. I've been moving. Mofo pick. I have been moving Stephon Diggs up. I basically swapped him and uh, Laquan Trudwell. I I've always had him in like the top forty-five, but now he's getting up there. It's where he's thirty-five or so for me. And yeah. at this point in the draft, it's a good pick. Uh, as your third wide receiver, he's got some upside. I've uh, got him at twenty. Still- I've got him at twenty. He's my twenty-third wide receiver right now. Yeah, I mean, heading into our V six for the for the, I, so I'm high on the guy. After real quick, uh, you're talking about Diggs. I just did a news feed for him today. One thing they were talking about is moving him into a position he's more comfortable. Last year, that they forced him into a split end position a little bit more. What with. Uh, Wallace being there. Now, they're playing him all over, but playing him in spots he was more familiar with in college. So, lots of good stuff coming out of camp uh, about Stefan Diggs uh, taking the reins again. I still like a Laquan Treadwell maybe later in the season, but yeah, Diggs is moving up my tiers as well. I love Treadwell. I think he's just going to help Diggs. I think now all of a sudden, Treadwell is going to get that He's kind of gonna on a week-to-week basis. It'll change, but I think he's gonna get a lot. He's gonna be in more of a uh, one side of the field type of offense, so he doesn't have to do too much. He's a great player. I think he's gonna have a good season, but I think it's gonna help Diggs. It's gonna help AP too. He's one of yeah. the better wide receiver downfield blockers. Yeah. All right. So now it's it's my pick coming up, and and since you took Stephon Diggs. Uh, interestingly, uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson goes, who I was surprised he lasted as long as he did. Cause he was, he was one, of, one of my considerations. He's, sure. He was he was on my list of, I'm going to take this mofo, even though he's going to be my fifth wide receiver, just because of what he can do and what he'll give me in trade potential and everything else. Um, and then Julius Thomas goes. So with them gone, I, I kind of went a different route here. Uh, with this wraparound, I want to make sure. I mean, I'm sitting. I already got my four wide receivers screwed up. Tyler Lockett instead of John Brown, um, but I got Greg Olson. So I don't need to back up a tight end at this point in time. I'm not completely sold with uh, Abdullah, and I do need a quarterback. So I am going to address both of these, uh, those two positions right now. So I bet you there's one white guy. That's the quarterback. Which which white guy would that be? Uh, don't say it. I want to hear which white quarterback you're going to take. Do you don't you you don't know? 
Eli Manning. Yeah, Eli give me, Manning. give me OBJ. Give me, give me the ODB, whatever I want to call him, and and give me Sterling, give me Sterling Shepard. Give me just the fact that that running game is not strong. That they're going to have to do a lot of passing with the running backs there. And I had Eli Manning on a team last year. He doesn't disappoint for you. He's going to give you some big games. He's going to give you a 400 yarder. Go to ahead. piggyback off that with uh, the running game, that they don't have a strong running game. And Eli Manning, last two years, only Aaron Rodgers has more red zone attempts than Eli Manning does. And I think that you could see uh, him be there again this year. Lots of good guys, o- Odell Beckham Jr., Sharp, or uh, Sterling Shepard, excuse me, and then whoever leads the race there would between Ty and Donnell. But I think that Eli could be kind of the Bortles from last season. Yeah, so I, I, I hope so. I, I think he's, he's also got it has shown that he can throw for almost 5,000 yards. Um, you know, the one thing that he hasn't done is had the, the huge multitude of touchdowns, but we'll see. Uh, I, I like the potential there, but again, it's just... He has those big games. He's going to give me three or four big games, and his floor is not horrible. He's not giving me the, you know, just just the, the absolute garbage games. And I and I feel that in a couple of rounds, I'm going to get a sweet backup that's going to be really awesome. Sweet, bro. sweet backup. Sweet, so now, bro. here's a pick right now that I didn't think I was going to make. Uh, definitely not a PPR guy, but I'm going for the running back, and I'm going for a situation. So, I'm going to take LeGarrette Blunt. <laughs> what did you say? I said LeGarrette Blunt. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. That's right. Good call, Stan. You're reading my mind because, look, you got Tom Brady's going to be gone for the first four weeks. They are not going to be able to – they're not going to be trusting to throw the ball when they are in that red zone and they're going to have to get these wins early. If I can take any type of, um, you know, early success that LeGarrette Blunt has and turn him into a trade somewhere – uh, to give me something else down the road, I'm looking to do that. But at the same time, I'm also looking to say, you know what? I picked Amir Abdullah because I, I like the potential that he has. But you know what? I'll probably feel safer, and I'll bet you I'll be starting LeGarrette Blunt in week one, and Amir Abdullah will be sitting on my bench. Yeah, probably. So just looking at the draft, we're pretty much halfway through right now. Um, every team, uh, but you know, you just drafted your first quarterback. Every team but uh, Team 3 and me have a quarterback and Mo at the end there. So there's three teams still without a quarterback, and the quarterback's still on the board are all viable. So this late-round uh, QB strategy sort of working out to advantages. Uh, I mean, the guys you've been able to grab earlier are you know, all good picks. And sometimes even these quarterbacks are coming at values, though. In the fourth round, you're seeing like guys like... Uh, Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers fly off the board, and at that point, they're getting close to a value. So yep. keep that in mind if you wait just a little bit. Even when you're itching to draft one in the second, wait a little bit longer and you know, potentially get that value there. Uh, so after Garrett Blunt went, we had the other side of the Jacksonville committee go off the board, and T.J. Yeldon followed up with their signal caller and Blake Bortles. All right, D-Rex, this is a uh, uh, so big pick for me. I'm, 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 in, I'm in two different positions. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, thank God it's just a mock, so I won't worry too much about it. But I, I tell you, as a little bit of a promo here, as D-Rex is thinking about his pick, this is the time of season, ladies and gentlemen, you're getting in your leagues, you're getting stuff going, you're calling your old high school buddies. All right, here we go again. Well... 
You've always got a delinquent buddy, uh, somebody who doesn't pay on time. Let League Safe handle all that. It's a headache. We all know it. They're going to handle the payout at the end of the season. And you know what? We're going to give you 10 bucks just for doing it. If you go to LeagueSafe.com forward slash pyro, they're going to give you 10 bucks, And all you have to do is have $250 in your account and five unique emails. So five basically paying members. And heck, we all have that. Even if you're in an eight-team league, you got that. So 250 bucks minimum. They're going to give you 10 bucks just for doing it. So sign up with the promo code PYRO. That is P-Y-R-O. Once again, leaguesafe.com forward slash PYRO. Awesome. Nice work. All right. I'm, gonna th- I'm, I'm throwing this one in and I'm doing... I'm going about the highest of my tiers right now, but these things might change. I'm going with Stevie Fists. Steve Old Man Smith, the winner of the Superstar Challenge from Pyro 2011. <laughs> I would. I, there's there's another guy that I really really like, but at the end of the day, I love this dude, and I don't know. It's just you got to take the guys you love on your team, and. The other dude that I had in mind, as you would say, Stags, had some serious warts. It was like a prickly prickly pear nose. A prickly pear nose. So, collectively, though, it does seem like we are much higher on Steve Smith than the rest of the Uh, industry. uh, Because where we can get him in drafts seems like a much different point uh, where we want to take him seems like a much different point than where other people actually take him. Because I've been getting them consistently in the 11th, 12th round and loving the value there. I gotta say, D-Rex, on the last Fantasy Football Fire, you threw some shade on my love for Dwayne Allen. And, and, and maybe I'm a, a contrarian here in the Pyro Brunch, but I'm gonna throw some shade on Steve Smith. That's a rough injury. That was a double rupture he's coming back from. Dr. James Andrews said it looked basically like silly string or confetti in there. It was one of the worst ones he's seen. I love his heart. I love his desire. But at some point, age is going to catch up to you. And this is a major one uh, to overcome. This was a double rupture of the Achilles. Hard one to come back from. I agree. All right, Mo, how about you hit us back with those picks while I consider mine? All right, so... Um, to go back just a little bit at the turn here, so round nine, or I'm sorry, round eight, I guess, ended with uh, Houdini picking Eli Manning. Then, of course, Houdini had the very next pick of round nine. That was LeGarrette Blunt. Then we had TJ Yeldon go, Blake Bortles, and then D-Rex took Steve Smith. And then we had another Smith, Tory, out in San Fran, who I like a lot. And then we got uh, a Motown man, Theo Riddick, and Tevin Coleman. We were at pick 104, and Staggs is on the clock. Ty God. No explanation needed. Ty God Taylor. No explanation needed. The thing is, in my home league that I play in, and I have to draft my A-League, whatever you guys want to call it, my league of record, as some people in the industry like to say, we play 300-yard passing bonuses. So Ty Rad's a guy that gets pushed down, like, eight spots in my tiers almost, and so does a guy like Marcus Mariotti. He gets knocked out a couple. But, uh, you know, I'm more apt to go for a Kirk Cousins or an Andy Dalton in that sort of case. Just because I get five points for 300 yards passing, that you know, that's a quarter of his score potentially in, in any given week. <coughs> yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, 
Know your league. Know I, your, how did I not get that quote out right now? Take me to know your league. That's Houdini's mantra from always. All right. Know so after league. Tyrod Taylor, we've got Willie Sneed, Marcus Wheaton, and who went off the clock? And uh, Antonio Gates. Well, yeah, so uh, let's start it back from Stag. Stag took Tyrod. Then we had Willie Sneed, Marcus Wheaton, Gary Barnage. And then I'm at the end here. Last pick, round nine. I'm taking my boy Antonio Gates. The guy needs seven touchdowns to tie, eight to take the record for most touchdowns for a tight end. Rivers has already commented on this about he, how he wants to get his boy uh, the record. And that might lead me into my next pick. I got Cousins and Rivers. Let me turn it over to you guys. Cousins, Rivers, who are you taking higher? Well, we know that D-Rex is taking Cousins. Rivers. I have uh, Andy Dalton <laughs> one spot. Get son of a bitch. I have Andy Dalton one I mean, it's spot. it's a connection. Ahead. You got to get the connection. Why not take those 12 touchdowns that Antonio Gates is going to get and combine them with the quarterback? Well, see, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And uh, I do have those guys very close. Technically, right now, I've got Rivers a little bit higher, although I think in my newest tiers, it's should. closer than that. <laughs> but uh, version 6 will come out soon. Uh, but I like the, the stack, Rivers to Gates, I think. Yeah. I think you mean Rivers handing off to Melvin Gordon and my team whooping that ass. What? <laughs> Can I get a what? What? Can I? I don't know. Rivers Cousins. Rivers Cousins. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with the stack right now, but I'm going to have to do some, do some thinking on that one. That means the guy inside my head with the Doritos stains and his feet up on the, on the <laughs> controls, he's going to have to wake up and get busy. Doritos. Okay, hang on. Have you ever paid for sex? And the answer is yes, I have. Several times, in fact. Uh, I'm gonna admit I have. Have you? We're at the, we're at the uh, pyro A paid for sex A meeting. Have you paid for sex? <laughs> Does paying for strippers count? Not for sex? No. Have you ever paid for sex? Nope. Does no. taking a girl this, out? This communication. Take... <laughs> uh, something's wrong with my internet connection. I can't. What? Well, uh, <laughs> If I now have a wife and I've taken her out on all these dates in order to get sex, is that paying for sex? No. Unless you met her initially in Vegas. I pay specifically a, for yeah, sex? Pay sex like, or you were in the Philippines and I know I've I remember people, when I when they've I, gone to the Philippines and come back with a, with a, literally the trophy wife. We're moving on. I haven't paid for it either. I was kidding. <laughs> So after I took my stack here of Antonio Gates, Rivers starting out from 10, Bilal Powell, gosh, that's the guy who I was debating, and I was thinking he might just be there, but uh, I do like a Powell. Uh, Powell goes off the board, then our first defenses, the Broncos and the Cardinals both went. I am a, I've been a staunch Bilal Powell hater, but after everything that's sort of come out and just yeah. the value of getting him at drafts, I was going to take him with this next pick, uh, so he wasn't coming back around for you, Mo. Sorry well, to tell you. They're talking, just while you bring it up, I mean, tell me if you've heard anything else, but certainly Forte is injured a bit right now, and they're talking more of a 50-50 split there. Yeah. The other thing is that if you realize that the contracts that they signed, virtually the same amount of money being paid to each guy as well. You know, I'm, I'm starting to look at that a lot more this year. Uh, the money being paid. Look at Ivory over Yeldon. Ivory's being paid like the main dog there. 100%. Well, one guy's on a rookie deal, but 
getting yeah. back, sir. Getting back to the real heart of the problem and the stag's pick. That's really all that matters right now. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna take a grind back. Uh, I've already got three, so I'm actually gonna change my flow midstream. Uh, and after I realize that hurts, that hurts. Don't do that. Stop! 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 <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take an interesting guy who I probably wouldn't take in a different league. Um, but since it's PPR, I am going to take Tavon Austin. Oh, I, I thought maybe he was going to come all the way back to me. <laughs> Apparently not. I mean, I was, I had a running back in, in my mind that I was just like, okay, at this point, who else is going to get that many carries for the Cleveland Browns? Who's going to stack up with that many carries with Isaiah Crowell, who went off the board immediately after, uh, followed by Jimmy Graham and Travis Benjamin. So that's about the way you expect the draft to go. Once you're thinking about that guy, he comes off the board, and he gone. I, I feel stupid because I guarantee you he's already gone, but I just got to ask this. Is Zach Ertz gone? Nope. No. All right, I'll take Zach Ertz. God, they're all, all the guys, and I'm like, maybe I can steal this guy. I mean, I was looking at it. Zach Ertz, for me, is in Tier 2. He's by far my highest guy that's not in the quarterback position. And I love the quarterback position, but I went high on luck, so I just, I'm just i staying away. i got to tell you, I'm a, I, I believe on my new series, I've got Antonio Gates one spot above Ertz. A little bit of the uh, narrative street, but I really think that record, that all-time tight end touchdown record, is going to have a lot to play into this year. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Scroll down, Mowski. So, after... Zach Ertz from D-Rex. We had Ladarius Green, who is still battling concussion. I even heard a report that mentioned retirement. I heard the same thing. Which is crazy. Who? Uh, to Ladarius think Green. This, this is something, it's not new. This happened last year, and he's still suffering the effects. Well, I, I just want to interject here. There are, Vagina. He, he's been suffering headaches. And the staff will not say that they are attributed to concussions. So nobody is making that connection except for, you know, us and the fantasy football community and the football community. They're like, oh, it's got to be from concussions, headaches. You know, because nobody's ever gotten migraines in their lives without having a concussion. Um, but that's one thing they're tying to it is concussions. But right now the medical staff will not, like, clear him to return to play uh, so that's that's the main concern is the, yeah. the staff won't sign off on him. Um, you can you can say it's from whatever, but does it really matter? <laughs> yeah, the fact he's not on the field is is the most concerning. Um, but then after Green goes, Procise is the next boy off the board uh, from Notre Dame, and we are up with Houdini. Well, so I, I'm, this is an interesting situation where I'm at. You know, looking at guys that had just gone and where I wanted to go, Tavon Austin was really where I wanted to go with my my next pick. So he goes off the board. Um, I'm looking at the running backs that are available at this point, and there's no one that really stands out to me. I really think that the guy who I want uh, for my next running back will be available for me 23 picks from now. I'm that I'm pretty confident in that, or at least I know that there's there's two or three guys, and I'm I'd be hard pressed to believe that both of these or two, all three of these guys would be gone. So I'm not going to go after a running back here. Um, 
I am going to go, and again, uh, he took Zach, D-Rex took Zach Ertz. There was the tight end that I was going to take that was going to be that extra tight end to put behind Olsen and be like, wow, again, I can trade from power. No, I can't do that. But I'm going to take a shot on a uh, wide receiver. Not necessarily the best PPR wide receiver, uh, but I think has potential. Uh, me and D-Rex have been high on this guy. I, I, I'm looking at, otherwise I'm taking rookies here. I'm, otherwise I'm looking at the, the Dachshunds and the Treadwells and the, and the, and the, or old school Vincent Jackson or, or my other favorite guy from last year. But I'm going to go for, before you do that, I am going to go and I'm going to take at wide receiver Doriel, Doriel Green Beckham. Go ahead. What do you got? A humongous part about being a celebrity is cashing in on it, making shitloads of money, having expensive, luxurious things. That way, in case one day you're not famous, you can still be rich as hell and better than everyone around you. So in effort to stay better than everyone around me, I am also now going to go to, is there anyone stacks? can you tell me, that has not drafted a quarterback yet? Uh, I think everybody now has. Okay. So this is where I, I'm so thrilled. A guy who I have high on my tiers. This guy I have ranked as the number nine Derek quarterback. Carr. Derek Carr. Damn right. <laughs> and this is great, though. Look at this. I get Eli Manning, who I have as my number five quarterback, and I get Derek Carr as my number nine as my backup, and I don't have to reach for him at all. And, and in this situation, there was no reason to not take Carr. Because if you, if you what do we always say, D-Rex? If you love a guy yeah, and you feel him. it, you take him. So I had to never take him feel, right Never feel bashful when someone's no. like, you overdrafted him. Be like, all right, we'll see you at the end of the season. But here's the other thing, too. I had where my Amir Abdullah round was that, that I did not like what I had going on there. And it always seems when you're on the ends that there's like one round where it's like back-to-back picks where you hate both of your picks. I hated those. But here's one where it comes back late, and, it, and I really like both of these picks. DGB so, and Derek Carr, I think, are great picks for me there. Can I ask you, Danny, uh, any hesitation drafting Doriel Green-Beckham? What with the news that Tyja Sharp is really um, ahead of him on the depth chart, and Malarkey's been kind of getting after DGB for his effort and his performance. Any any hesitation there? What with the, the camp news as of late? 100% no hesitation because, again, he's not going to be starting for me. He's not going to be first off my bench. He's my fifth wide receiver, and I'm going based on his potential, and I'm looking at all these other things as, hey, we're trying to motivate this guy because – he is a physical specimen. He is a beast. If he can just get everything together, the potential could just like all of a sudden come together. And I don't want to miss out just because there's talk of what's going on. And again, it's no risk to my team. He's my fifth wide receiver. Doesn't hurt me. I'll take the chance every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. They took so my jobs. After Dini takes DGB and Derek Carr, we have Kamar Aiken and Tony Romo. That leaves D-Rex on the clock. Ugh, this is gonna be tough. You know, I, just just to give myself a little a little time and just make sure I got the whole position locked down. I think I'm gonna do it. I don't need that. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do. And it might, he might be taken. I uh, apologize if so. But Jeremy Langford. Um, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, Langford's okay. gone. Sorry. Uh, Two ten in the sixth round. Yeah. Okay, that would be nice. 
I'll take Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker. I mean, he's a guy who didn't look great in the first preseason game against the Bears, but, you know, it's only game one, and they've been taking it slow with him in camp from his injuries last year. But he's a guy who's shown to be able to carry a load. and that's Carry a load. <laughs> okay, never mind. Laugh well, well said, well said. Laugh it up, bitch. <laughs> uh, so then after Devontae Booker goes, Darren Sproles, Laquan Treadwell, Sammy Colts. Uh, Darren Sproles seems like a little high, but I guess I guess this is a PPR league where you could you know, potentially see him return a value, especially with the glass that is made of Ryan Matthews. I, you know, the glass <laughs> is made of Ryan Matthews, but again, this Philadelphia offense is going to be very unimaginative. Remember, this is this is Peterson who's coming over from Andy Reid, so we're going back to what Kansas City is doing on their offense. So. How exciting is that? Now, maybe it's more exciting for a running back, um, but I'm not that excited. Yeah, I mean, if you got to like anything, Andy Reid feeds those running backs. Yeah, but he's not, he's, not, he's not a running back that carries the ball. He's going to get 40 carries on the year, and it's yeah. going to have to be – this is not Darren Sproles in the New Orleans offense. This is not Darren Sproles in potentially a Chip Kelly offense. This is Darren Sproles in a Peterson offense, and I'm I'm not excited. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> you lost me at Peterson. I'm gonna take a guy I've been high on since last year, and who, when given snaps last season as the pass catching back and as the back as as a whole, shot. So I'm going to take Buck Allen. I'm going to take the second Ravens running back off the board, and I'm not going to listen to anything about Terrence West because, and honestly, I should it's just have... It's camp hype. Mr. I, 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 West, Mr. West. I should just have something on my head that's, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just don't care. So that, for me, that makes my fourth running back. Um, and other than that, I've got five wide receivers. I've got a quarterback. I've got a tight end. So now I'm just looking best available player pretty much throughout the rest of the draft. We've got, um, after I picked, have we got any more movement yet? Are they moving slow? Who did you, uh, Alan? Yep. Hey, wait, I got, I got something, I got something. There he is. Here's something to cover us for a little bit. Hang on. You're listening to the audiobook. You're fucking out. I'm fucking in by Kenny Powers. Narrated by Kenny Powers. A lot of people ask me, Kenny Powers, you're a giant star. You get any woman. Have you ever paid for sex? And the answer is yes, I have. Several times, in fact. And it's actually kind of cool. You can negotiate practically anything, and sometimes even just kind of do stuff in the moment that you never agreed to pay for, and it goes by without much argument. You want to know about relationships? I know all there is to know. Just ask my second wife, Tina. Yeah, she was a stripper. And if Montel Williams was to talk shit, Sure, I've been called a xenophobe, but the truth is I'm not. I honestly just feel that America's the best country and all the other countries aren't as good. That used to be called patriotism. It's important. One time I was invited to come to a social gathering. I was paid a handsome amount of money, and I brought a shotgun and a bottle of Tangeray and showed those people the best fucking time they've ever seen. The humongous part about being a celebrity is cashing in on it, making shitloads of money, having expensive, luxurious things. That way, in case one day you're not famous, you can still be rich as hell and better than everyone around you. We'll pick that up later. <laughs> All right. This is terrific. What are we doing here? Who's got Scro- picked? Let's scroll up, baby. 
Yeah, so uh, I was looking at who I'm picking, but we had Stags take Javoris Allen, and then Derrick Henry goes, Philip Dorsett, and then the Seahawks, and uh, if you guys could banter for just one moment. Oh my yes, god. Yes, we can so do it. Dorsett, I was definitely considering it. Yeah, Dorsett, the highest if, guy in my tears. If I didn't have five wide receivers already at the time and felt like I could still see value out of that potential fourth running back position, I would have gone Dorsett. Just for that upside swing in case anything happens to T. Wild, in case anything happens to Dante Moncrief, and in case Dwayne Allen continues to suck. Get get him a beer since we're just slamming the girl. And also, will you go grab go in the bottom right in the right hand corner? There's a uh, there's a bottle of uh, Woodford Reserve, not in the fridge over in the corner. Oh boy, I'm, I'm taking a poll. <laughs> this is gonna be a weird podcast. Yeah, we're closing this thing off fun. To be honest, it's we're only an hour where, and a half in. Where's the reserve? Yeah, in the corner. Oh. And uh, very yeah, and then uh, in the in the shelf. You can see some uh, shot glass. So yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, re- yeah, yeah. let's review Moe's team here. He started with Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Dante Moncrief for the three wide receiver set. And then he added Marvin Jones to that. His running back core looks like C.J. Anderson, Ryan Matthews, Jonathan Charles, and Charles Sims, which he took in uh, a four-round succession. So he's got four running backs, four wide receivers, and then he took the uh, tight end-quarterback combo from the uh, San Diego Super Chargers. Uh, and now he's waiting on his 11th round pick. So if I'm Mo, and I'm not, obviously. Oh, shit. I should have taken him last pick. Should have handcuffed him instead of Booker. But I don't care. Should have took it. Well, I think Mo just took Jarek McKinnon. That's, That's what you're Yeah. I was, I was, it was between him and Booker. I think the upside's better with Booker. I don't. Here's the great pick, Mo, but for me, I ne- the one reason why I don't like being a handcuffer is because what I do, I'm a, I'm a superstitious, jinx, uh, voodoo doll kind of guy. Like, if I do that, I feel like I'm betting, I'm drafting a guy in the 12th round, which I think is a very important round, based on my first pick or my second pick, my first pick, getting hurt. And that's bad mojo. That's a suboptimal strategy is what, is what it really is. It's like, what's the best that's going to happen? My best player is going to get hurt, and then I'm going to go with the player who's less talented than him, or I'd be starting over him, potentially. But in Jared McKinnon's case, in a PPR league, this is, guy, this is a guy they're saying can catch 50, 40, 50 passes this season and have standalone value. So I don't know if Booker could have that. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm it's the reason why I didn't take McKinnon, who yep. was higher on my tiers. Yeah. It's just like hurting my own guy, and it's nice yeah. to handcuff, but that's the reason why. So I, I went ahead and took McKinnon and Matthews, and I will say I, I believe handcuffing, I agree. It is suboptimal. But I think there are a few, you know, maybe before the Bell injury, uh, but certainly D'Angelo Lev Bell. I think perhaps a McKinnon and an AP is another one, and I don't even see Sims as a handcuff to Martin. Uh, I think McKinnon and Sims both have standalone value in PPR, and if the guy in front of him goes down, you're talking top 15 running back. So I like it, and I agree with you. I'm not a big handcuffer, but McKinnon is is I, one that I might change that rule on. I, I like then, I like McKinnon, but at the same time, I don't know that he's the guy who's a top 15 if Adrian Peterson goes down. 
You know, we all thought that, I, I thought that was going to be the whole thing when Adrian Peterson did go down and McKinnon was there, and all of a sudden, here's Matt Asiata that becomes the guy that scores all the fantasy points. That's right, and Asiata scored, I think he finished 14th overall, so that's why I say top 15 for this Vikings offense, and I think McKinnon, just being the pass catcher that he is since 2014 when Asiata did that, I believe McKinnon has surpassed him in the depth chart. All right, I feel you. Then with Rashard Matthews, I was also looking at uh, Vincent Jackson, but I kind of, you know, later on picks, so I want to uh, catch lightning in a bottle if I can. A lot of talent there in Tennessee. Do like what a Matthews did last year. And we, we just talked about DGB, so something that could potentially hit. I didn't want to go for safety and took Matthews. After that, many of our uh, love is with Kirk Cousin. I know D-Rex likes him. I love him a lot. Um, Mohamed Sanu went after that, and another guy like Matthew Stafford went. We are pick 137 overall, but basically we are the fifth pick of the 12th round, and we are on stag party. I will take a preseason superstar from last night in Michael Thomas. Uh, he made some electric plays, got down the field, and Drew Brees is a guy that will spread the ball around to the open player. He's a guy who should be able, if he can't even surpass Snead, he'll play in three wide receiver sets. We know Colston leaves a lot of vacated targets. We know uh, Ben Watson leaves some vacated targets. And all those aren't going to Kobe Fleener. So Michael Thomas is going to be involved in this offense. You mean Ben Ben Watson is going to get targeted more than Kobe Fleener was getting targeted? I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> you said that, <laughs> Where am I? You said that Benjamin Watson's got some targets that got to be spread, and Kobe Fleener's not getting all of them. And I'm asking you, you're telling me that Kobe Fleener's not going to get more targets than Ben Watson got in this offense? What, what did Ben Watson get, 120 last season? And how many do you think is Kobe Fleener going to get? Like 108? Ooh, I don't think so. I okay. think I think I think difference of opinion. I don't have time right. to argue. Okay, fine. <laughs> but here's the thing: this is the one guy that when he doesn't get five thousand yards, it's surprising, which was last year. But he also sat out a game with an injury, or else he would have been there. I'm 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 I'm. You're with yeah, me. Yeah, I'm I, with you. I'm with you. The guy, the guy, friggin' is a machine, and I loved what I saw last. That that one play that Belichick uh, challenged. I thought on the first look that he didn't get it in. He tapped that last foot down. It looked good. He's big. He's got that body. Holla for a dollar. D-Rex is up. And you want to know where D-Rex is going? Bow. I've been blessed with many things in this life. An arm like a damn rocket, a cock like a Burmese python, and the mind of a fucking scientist. So people often ask me, Kenny, what are your weaknesses? Do you have any? I would say that my biggest flaw, my Achilles heel, is my tireless work ethic. People say Kenny Thomas is a woman hater. That's not true. I love women. Every fucking one of them. Even the ugly shit ones. But don't ask me to trust them. Not even none. Because every pair of tits comes with a gaping hole in the knee that even Kenny Powers can't. I never tell. bought into the name. Alright. I don't know what you want, dude. Is that what I, you wanted want? that, I wanted that uh, bottle opener that was sitting right over there. That's oh, it. we gave you one. Yeah, that, that one makes too much noise, though. Okay. But we're all about noise tonight, so. Ah, you really freaked out about that. No, it's like you're. I don't know. I don't know what you're about. I was just trying to get that whole thing done, that's all. God damn. So, what happened now? Vincent Jackson went. Uh, so, it looks like after I took Michael Thomas, uh, DeAndre Washington. 
the rookie from the Oakland Raiders went Devin Funches and then Vincent Jackson. Um, but now we got D Rex on the clock. Skaskaske. Skaskaske. Kicker. I have to write him in because I don't have a kicker to your copy off of. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right now I have four players in my tier one on my team. And I love that so fucking much. Goskowski, Adrian Peterson, Jordan Reed, Andrew Luck. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, love how you forgot so, the last one. No, like, I was looking down. I'm like, hold on, hold on. But I had to go down to the fourth pick. Value. Right, well, what are we looking at? What are we looking at after Goskowski? First off, I'm learning how to spell Goskowski. No, there's no I. There's no I. After Goskowski went, we have the Chiefs defense, and then the Panthers. Who owns the Chiefs? So, so defenses went before me, so nothing really got taken before me. I like that. So I'm gonna say Valverde. So good when I touch your lips. Yeah, it's so good when you screw it up. You, so you good when the internet doesn't work. Hey, well, here it goes. Uh, I'm sick and tired of carrying all the weight. Uh, the coaches and owners not giving me the shit I need to win. Atlanta, you're fucking out. Kenny Powers is now a free agent. By the bar and get shit-faced, huh? You be paid, bitch. Superstar. <laughs> Superstar. All right, so I got pretty much free reign here. I'm gonna say, Mo, we're we're drinking shots. All three of us are drinking a shot of. Uh, I'm gonna give it up here. Woodford Reserve, doing the straight up. We wish you were with us. I know you're having some uh, some 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 of those uh, Centennial IPAs, but you know I am. You know I am. With the the standby Centennial IPA. We're gonna do cheers. We're gonna do cheers. We're gonna do cheers party. Let me let me make one pick before the cheers, and then we'll cheers, and then I'll like. Kind of cough and, and, and I, I have like a hard <laughs> time. Very cheers, and then, and then, but then, then I'm going to play a sound bite while I'm dying before I get my second <laughs> pick because I have to wrap around here. Okay. Fair enough. All right, Whatever so the guy who I thought was going to come back to me and again, I, again, this is a team where I built with around Antonio Brown, Sammy Watkins, Eric Decker, Lockett, Dorio Green Beckham. I'm not worrying about my wide receiving core, but my my uh, my quarterbacks are solid with, with Manning and Carr. It's Ingram, Abdullah, and Blunt where I'm concerned. So now I'm going to reach, I'm going to go and I'm going to say, I'm spending my time here and I'm backing up this running back situation double time. And I'm going with two young guys. And one thing is that I watched the Bear game last night and Jeremy Langford did not do anything that impressed me. Yeah, how, you're how I'm taking Howard Jordan Howard with the first nice pick back. because this is a guy who can be a load carrier back guy in the NFL. And uh, I, I look at him to take carries away from Langford real quick before we do this shot. What's up, Stan? So just one thing on Jordan Howard. He yeah. did not play a snap with when Jay Cutler's on the field. I understand. So he's clearly behind as of today. The, I, I just want to just I, tell him the listeners, You could be bro. clearly behind as of today, but again, when you're taking a guy as your fourth running back, you're not taking him to start for you week one. And this is a stash for the, for the future of week six. This is when Jeremy Langford has his 3.6 yards per carry average in week six. Smell it. I'm going to be happy. Much oh, love, right. I like Jameson, so this should be yeah. show. I fucking hate Jameson. Oh, this should go this down is, good. This isn't Jameson. I know. This is it's even better. better. We're going to love it. This, this is, is going to be a bite. Yeah, right? Oh, boy. No, no bite. Oh, that's delicious. Here, I'm going to give a quick background on it. Oh, Woodford that's Reserve. great. 
Oh yeah, Wood Preserve went down there for my buddy's bachelor party last summer. And my boy that owns a bar, that my boy that owns a bar, the big, he bought a barrel of this shite. Oh, nice. And uh, I went to the barrel release party, and I did not know I was going to get this. But God bless you, Ryan Mars, the big. I got my name etched into a bottle we're drinking right now. You see that shite? What's his name? Ryan what? Derek Noonan. You ever <laughs> see? No, I've not seen that. That's nice. What's the guy who got it for you? What's his name? Ryan Marks. Ryan Marks. My cousin, my stood up at my wedding, one of my best friends and, and cousin, five and a half years older than me, Ryan Marks. Really? Yes. That's interesting. See? We, need, you, we need them to it, it, we need them to meet each other. We hey, do. Uh, where are we going with this party? I now have my second pick here, so I told you. I'm sticking on the rookie train, and I'm going with these guys again. I want these guys who, who were blunt is going to carry me through those first four weeks. Ingram's going to be my guy until potentially he falls off with injury. Abdullah is a guy that has some upside. I added Howard, who is, again, a guy who may not play with Cutler, but it's a guy who's going to be second half of the season. Here's another guy, second half of the season. But I can sit on these guys, Paul Perkins. I'm taking the chances. Again, what's ahead of him? Rashad Jennings. I'm not scared. And Andre Williams. Remember. Remember oh, the report that came oh out God. earlier this week. The that, that says Andre Williams is the number two running back in the... Uh, New, uh, New York. I yeah. like, I, it's probably the hardest I've ever laughed. <laughs> you know, again, talking about this, this is where you, when you're looking at rookie running backs for me, this is this is a, a key uh, rookie strategy piece. Again, I don't look for these guys to necessarily be week one starters because these are like fifth and fourth and fifth and sixth round draft picks. But these running backs have a chance because the running back has been devalued in, in the NFL draft. And look what's ahead of them. If you have a guy that's ahead of him that's either aging, like Rashad Jennings, has an injury history, like Rashad Jennings, um, have a guy like Jeremy Langford, who's a young guy who's just not been able to do anything, like look, has a yards per carry average that's low when he has an 80-yard run, that you know, a big plays, that scares me. I take my chances with those, those rookies to emerge second half of the season. And I'm done talking for the next three minutes or, or so until I... Can't stop myself. Thank you. Your li- <laughs> our listeners are, are, are very. You gave me the shot, mother effort. I know. <laughs> hey, pyromaniac Mo. I know I'm up on the clock, but let's hear you talk because I need some buy. I need some time. All right. Well, I got a couple things just to kind of join in with that. You know, I've been watching ADPs and Jordan Howard um, threw some shade on it last night. Like we said, he didn't get in there until after. Uh, Jaquiz Rogers. Uh, I've heard some some bad reports from Camp, but at the same time, man, I sat down and I watched all of Jeremy Langford's carries last year. Nothing special. Like Houdini alluded to, there was one 80-yard run. Uh, there was another. I, I want to say it was a quick catch. That is uh, the three big plays that really bolstered his stats. There was one long touchdown that you could have driven a truck through that hole. So you got to keep that in mind, especially early, you know, the first preseason game. Keep watching. It could be a good pick because I don't think Langford is, is particularly all that special. And we are sweating it out right now at Pyro. We are working it hard to put out our sixth version of the Pyro Draft Kit. All the information you need to know about becoming a Pyro Pro member about picking up the $20 draft kit is available for you at pyromaniac.com. And I know the whole team right now is working hard on version six. Uh, version six. It is a sick, <laughs> sick 
piece that you can put in your arsenal to bring home the trophy at the end of the season. It, honestly, guys, it is all you need. Get the draft kit. That's going to help you navigate the draft, uh, the treacherous waters of the draft, and then pick up Pyro Pro because that's going to help you week in and week out. And you will bring home the hardware at the end. These are two fantastic tools. Check it out on pyromaniac.com. Nice. I, I agree. And then just with that draft kit, we'll do a money-back guarantee. If you don't like – if you want to compare it to somebody else's draft kit, you think theirs is better, you want to compare it to some magazine that you usually use, buy it, pick it up, 20 bucks. You, you think uh, whatever you use is better, we'll give you your 20 bucks back. Yeah. Hard to that. I agree. We've had one refund, and it happened three days ago in the history of the draft kit. God bless you. We won't mention names, but the thing is such a dominating force. We're just not getting any refunds on it. I'm on the clock. What do you got? What do you got, Deanie? You boys ever tag team anybody? Beat up any kids in your neighborhood? When we were kids, me and your dad used to beat the shit out of these retard brothers that used to live down the street from us. Hilarious. I mean, this guy was the most ruthless one. Now, I'm sitting here. He's got a family. He's got a nice shirt on. We try and teach our children not to make fun of others who are challenged. Mongoloid Mike, is that what you used to call him? Just bust his head open with a stick, remember that? Okay. I think we're gonna tone down the language, right? <laughs> oh my god, you cruel fuckers. <laughs> All right, I'm going Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle! Andy. No, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> Does work for Andy Dalton. So after Andy Dalton goes off the clock, we got, uh, who we got? We got Chris Johnson. Is that the Arizona Chris Johnson? Chris Johnson. Good pick. I was, that was right I there. I was thinking, he's right, he was right Johnson. there. Actually, he was, besides the next guy I want to pick, my highest guy in the running back tiers. You little cuntbags. So after Chris Johnson, it looks like we got the Texans. Good pick. Bennett. Texans defense, and then we've got Martellus Bennett. Bennett was a guy in, my, in the mix for me. I liked what I saw last week or last night with Garoppolo, but in, just in general, that guy's going to be open a lot. I'll take Eric Ebron. I mean, at this point in the 13th round, after I've got Travis Kelsey, I've got to swing for the fences. And if anybody can hail the hit here, I mean, I've got. I've got him as my 11th ranked tight end. And we're in the 13th round. Yeah. I mean, does anybody want to argue that that's no. bad at this point? Like, well, the only reason why we're worried about it is because what, what's who's, happened. Who's, but who's, who's, number, fine. who's your number one tight end? Travis Kelsey. Yeah, see, again, so to me... That's a safe pairing. It's, 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 it's exactly. You can take the chance there. And again, if you feel comfortable in the depth that you have in your other two positions, uh, you know, or uh, across the board, then yeah, absolutely great. Pick. Let's give Mo, Mo, what do you got to say, buddy? Well, uh, with the Ebron pick, it, we were really concerned. It, it looked like we might have lost the guy for the season, and Pettigrew is already on the pup, so that would have been real trouble. Uh, people were panicking with the tight end position here. It, it looks like, they haven't officially come out and said it, but it looks like he's um, he, he's not in danger of missing the season. He uh, posted an Instagram shot of him sort of celebrating with it, and it looks like he really avoided uh, a major catastrophe. It looks like he's going to be okay. Okay, but he's certainly depressing his EDP uh, lately. 
I would say, you know, I know D-Rex threw some shade on my, my dog Dwayne Allen, who went right after. That's the guy I would take tallest pass catcher in uh, on the Colts right now. Again, another running back situation that they don't have a great red zone guy. Uh, Dwayne Allen could be that red zone threat, and I think uh, Luck's going to be passing a lot once they get down there. So uh, after that went Matt, Matt Ryan and Kenneth Dixon. So just curious out of you guys, I, I'm certainly the highest on Dwayne Allen, but uh, is he crept up into your top ten at least for uh, the other pyromaniacs out there? No chance. No chance. Dwayne Allen? Uh, nah, he's, he's uh, 20... He's 14 for No, me. he's 19, 19. Well, I tell you, once we have 15, our betting 15, episode, 15, that's 15, one I want to take. 15, 15. I'm, I'm, I'm believing in Dwayne Allen. I, I might even toss his name out in a, a piece I'm going to write up here soon. I, I totally believe in that. I, I put money where my mouth is. All right, here, Mo. Here's what I'll say. Hold on. Mo, I want you Game Pass style, the way you did with Sims and got fell in love with him. I want you to do Dwayne Allen, and I want to see where that, that ends. You can't only do this season. I'll take that (laughs) challenge. And I'm going off because, again... It's um, not enjoyable. He's the tallest pass catcher there at 6'3". He averaged almost four uh, looks, or I'm sorry, four targets, I believe. And I think that's going to just about double this year uh, with him being the main tight end threat. I just think with the touchdowns he's going to have because of the lack of the, the red zone back uh, I think that's going to really give him his fantasy value. He is easily in my top ten. Uh, but I will certainly do a game pass check and, and see if he passes the eye test. I like that challenge. Here's what I'll say. I agree with you on the touchdowns. I think he's going to have a, not, a lot, many touchdowns. But yards, catches, not much. He's a red zone dude. My question is, is it Moncrief or is it Allen or is it Hilton? I mean, we, I think you're like... Why do you think I drafted? Love. Now I think that I think that Indianapolis is, which is going to be one of my new articles coming out within the next two weeks, a power in numbers team. But am I <laughs> hiccup there? Am I, am I going to <laughs> totally totally took away the last bit of that word? So but if you believe that Mo- there it is, if you believe that Moncrief is that it's that, it's that whiskey. If you believe that Moncrief is going to be that guy, how can Allen Urban. also be? That guy. Well, Moncrief was on point for just a little over 11 touchdowns with luck if you would extrapolate his season. And I could see Allen easily getting nine touchdowns next year. And that's well within Luck's uh, wheelhouse for how many touchdowns he can he can throw. So I think every point you could use as a Dwayne Allen pro, you could almost use for Eric Ebra. Uh, who's the tallest pass catcher for... Interesting. Who's the tallest pass catcher for the Detroit Lions? Eric Ebron at 6'4"? Golden Tate. Oh, no. 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 Tate not tall enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's, like, short. But they like to use that pick play near the red zone. Uh, also, let's see. Vacated targets. Yeah, Cal- Calvin Johnson left, like, 150 of them behind. Um, well, what other pros are there? Uh, who's had a better top season? Is that Eric Ebron or is that Dwayne Allen? Because, yeah, I'm going to go with Eric Ebron there. Um all the pros I think you could use, except for having a top-tier quarterback and maybe having a guy a little bit further down the list, I think you could use the same pros for Eric Ebron. I've, I fully agree. In fact, I'll give you another pro for Eric Ebron. Stafford had the highest red zone uh, 
passing completion percentage last year out of all major quarterbacks. Uh, we're talking, you know, guys who had over 100 attempts. Uh, Stafford led them all. And if you remember way back when, it must have been April, we, we wrote a return on investment piece. I ended up going with Ebron, but I had both written. I had Dwayne Allen written and Eric Ebron written. So I like both. Just with the injury news as of late, I would put Allen ahead of Ebron. But I certainly like both, and I like that you can use both arguments because I think you can. All right. What about you, Mel? You're on the clock. What do you think? All right. So uh, after Ebron, drafted by Staggs, again, Dwayne Allen, boom, went around the clock, Matt Ryan, Kenneth Dixon. Now we are in 13th round, so I'm at the, the turnaround here. Normally, I... If we're playing in a league where you're going to have a flex, you know, at a onesie position, like a quarterback, you normally start one. I am totally comfortable running one quarterback. If my, in this case, Rivers doesn't pan out, then I'm going uh, streaming. With tight end, I would normally, on the onesie position, you start one tight end. I'm going to be comfortable with Gates. However, if I was in one of the leagues, and this is not, but if I was in a league that had a flex that you could start the tight end, I would probably take a second tight end, maybe do so earlier, where I could get two tight ends that could possibly break out. However, considering we're in a league that's just starting two running backs, three wide receivers, no flex, I'm going to go a little bit early, kind of take one of those D-Rex theories, and I'm going to grab at the turn here, I'm going to grab a defense and a kicker, try to sneak in before everybody else, basically figuring my 15th and 16, my last two pick flyers will probably still kind of be there. So, Defensively, I think I'll just go ahead and grab the Jets. The New York Jets. PK Ripper, shout out to you, brother. New York Jets. Jets, and Jets, Jets. Then, uh, for boy kicker, I'm going to take Arizona's kicker. High-powered offense there. Chandler Kazaro. Wow. I like that. Chandler. But after you just gushed about the potential scoring of the Carolina Panthers, why do you yes. take Chandler Catanzaro over Graham Gano? Uh, oh. No, no real reason. I, actually, I, even, I don't play. I don't Gano. Do you Gano? So I'm not going to defend one or the other. I, I, I don't like the kicker position at all. I'm a DraftKings guy. Most of the leagues I play in, we don't even use kickers anymore. Uh, so no reason there whatsoever. I don't Gano. I don't g- g- care. Let's move Gagan. <laughs> so after I took Catanzaro, we had Victor Cruz go, Jason Witten, and Shane Vereen, and that brings us to Stag Party. Marcus Mariota. Mariota. Marcus Mariota. So after Mariota, the Vikings, Carlos Williams, oh. and Mike Wallace, D-Rex is on the clock. <sighs> I think... I'm pretty sure. Oh, you know, he's not. Second highest, I'm going Keith Marshall. Highest on my tears. It's a good one. They've uh, got positive reports about Marshall uh, coming out lately. And I have Matt Jones. So if I didn't do a, a, a handcuff earlier, I did one now. After Keith Marshall, oh, this is one that always switches on me. Let's look. After Keith Marshall. We have James Starks and uh, Chris Hogan off the board. Sort of like Chris Hogan at that sort of value there. Yeah, something happened to uh, Mitchell, the rookie. He was in the news lately. He got injured, I believe, right? Like, he dislocated his elbow, it looked like. 
Yeah. Severe dislocation. So, he went back right in, but didn't look nice at all. All right. So we are getting down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, we are close to being through the 14th round with Houdini on the clock to finish out the 14th. Uh, and then we'll get into the dirty. So this is the last of my uh, player picks, and then I have to get into uh, defense. <laughs> hiccups, defense, and kicker. Yeah, it's, 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 they are, they are. You know, we talk about sneezing and all the other stuff. Do you mean to? Do, I can do you hide the sneezing. Put your head. We'll waterboard. Yeah, let's, let's waterboard. <laughs> Every let's time do I've it. ever waterboarded someone, they've their hic- hiccups have ended. I, I, I'm, you, you're gonna get them right there. You just you almost picked one up there. You need it? No, you right. almost picked up my hiccup. Lean, lean. I on think the I back. just gave you my hiccups. I think they're just gone from me now. Nah, no, it feels good. No, they came. I came. I just been drinking for right. almost. How about the guy that had the 40 yard catch tonight? The rookie. The guy we talked about in, in, uh, before this thing. I'm going to take, with my final pick, who else do they have there in Cincinnati? Tyler Boyd. So that would be who I fill up. Is this my, the final uh, pick? Yeah, this is my final pick here. Tyler Boyd is my uh, final, no, no, final pick of, of players because I only have a, a defense and a kicker left. Right. Now, I don't know who the defense is all that are gone. Is Arizona available? No. Is Minnesota available? Minnesota might be. Uh, I do, I'm on the I'm on the defensive kickers right now. I don't see the Vikings. How about the uh, obviously the Broncos are gone. How about the look, Texans? Look right here. Uh, I can't see him. I can't see him. I make a noise. I make a noise. I'm blind. I can't really see you there either. Okay. What about the? So you got the Patriots, the Packers, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Rams, Steelers. Bengals. We go Bengals. We're gonna go. We're gonna go with the uh, Welcome to the Jungle. We're going to the Jungle Town, Bengals. Jungles. <laughs> Cincinnati, that, that's, that's their thing. Welcome, Welcome to, the to the Jungle. So you went to back up the wide receiver position even more. Although you already had Antonio Brown, you already had Sammy Watkins, you already had Tyler Lockett, and you already, uh, who's your other guy? Eric Dor- Decker. And Doral Green. Oh my God, you were. Heavy one. But, but I backed up the running back with the, the last two. I left tight end at Greg Olson. Why do I need to back up Greg Olson? I don't need to pick anybody up behind him. I have Eli Manning and Greg and Derek Carr. I feel solid there. So I love the, the pick here of saying, yes, I'm going to take the chance on another wide receiver because, again, what if I want to trade one of my top wide receivers to, to bolster another thing? I need to have a guy that I can step up and know that I have a guy that can be there for those bi-week replacements from weeks uh, four through ten. I feel you. I was just wondering what no, you're going with. I just laid down the answer for you. Laid it down. Ooh, before the hiccup, being, before the hiccup came and took me out. I'm not being offensive. You're the one being offensive. <laughs> uh, Roethlisberger was picked, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. think so? Okay. Just... Didn't that was worse? That was, yeah. that was a lot yeah. worse than the Arizona Cardinals. You know, come on. No, I knew, I knew it was gone. I just had to make sure. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I don't give a fuck. Just don't care. I'm trying to see if there's anyone here. No, I, I don't like anyone there. Hey, guys, say it. Yeah, do it. This one coach tried to put me on a weight training program, and I was all like, "You and your weights can fuck off somewhere. I'm not lifting that shit." It's heavy. You tell me why I need strength training when I'm strong enough to throw a goddamn 100 mile per hour pitch. Fuck that. Isaiah Crowell. 
pretty sure he's gone as Ooh. well. Yeah, I think he was gone. Yeah, he's gone. Gone. Ooh. Okay, try again. <laughs> Part, <laughs> Part three. Do you, do, you, do you want another audio clip while you, while you think? Yeah, sure. All right. I'm Kenny Powers. I'll be your new PE teacher till Coach Booth's back is fixed. This really stinks. I'm gonna do, uh... Darren McFadden. Run DMC! At this point... Her name is Rose, named after Miss Kate Winslet in the movie Titanic. <laughs> you don't name your daughter after fucking Titanic? It's Cassie's favorite movie. Oh, wow. You better be shitting me. <laughs> What's his name? Fucking Shrek? <laughs> Sensitive gentleman there. <laughs> so after you took Darren McFadden, it looks like uh, the Patriots defense went off the board, then Terrence West, the camp superstar, and C.J. Spiller, who's been getting some uh, camp love as well. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> it's his time to shine. Like, Always is. Uh, so every year, every year. I'm gonna every do goddamn one. I'm gonna do something that's allowed in some leagues, and it's allowed, but I'm not. And I'm not drafting a kicker and a defense. I'm gonna take chances. You can. You have to draft a kicker and a defense. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You no, have I to don't. fill your roster spots. No, I don't. What? The one I read. The one read the league defense. rules, bro. The one I draft. We're not really. Well, this is a mock draft, though. Let me let me just put a, a cap into this and Stag's philosophy here is fantastic. If you are hip to uh, picking up guys off the waiver wire, if you have a fab budget and that you don't run on the reverse order of who won, but if you got all those things, if you got the time and you can put in a little bit of study and you've got a fab budget. I don't see any reason to take a kicker in a defense. Stack yourself up, especially if you're drafting right right now. Stack yourself up. You're going to have guys that get injured or move up uh, the the roster from now till the start of the season. And then just grab a kicker and defense off the waiver wire. I, I'm all for it. It's just one other reason to know your rules. Okay, to know your rules, then I will tell you this. If you have that as your rule and you can do that, I have no problem with it. Week one, you're starting no kicker and no defense. Can you make no pickups until after week one? Hey, some people that's not the rule. Fine. Some people you can you can pick up right after the draft. Yeah. And that's that's something that you know in your rules. So I'm just trying to put this out there for the fans. It's a great thing to put out there. The reason why I I draft Gaskowski in the twelfth, the dude scores over ten points per game. Yeah, that's fine. And the guys that you drafted are on your bench and are scoring you nothing. Okay, but now I'm going to take Christine Michael, uh, just in case something happens with Thomas Rawls. And <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 Zero points of a kicker and a, and a guy that I, you're going to have to sit out for, for, for that? eight weeks until to find out if it's going to work. If it doesn't work for the fourth year right. or third year. Whatever it takes. Can I? Can I oh, are you guys fine. done? Are you guys done? I'm fine. So, I'm with you on this stage. In this league, I can pick up players after the draft, so I'm not taking zero points. But if there is a chance that Christine Michael somehow outperforms another guy or Javorius Allen gets injured in the next three weeks because we are drafting in week one of the preseason, 
Like right, I'm protecting myself against position players getting hurt. But you're playing and also BS. Kickers you're get, playing BS because we're not really I, using these teams as like a league team. <laughs> yeah, and I, would, I would do this and, strategy in a league too. But, yeah, know, but, no, but here's the, here's the thing that I think. I think it's I think it's stupid ass BS strategy. To me, if you have roster positions, you have to fill your roster positions at least. One of the people that are starting it, and I these leagues that you talk about that allow that allow that allow, that allow people to pick up whoever they want after the league is over or, or the draft is done before the first week starts. <laughs> screw you! No, you drafted your team. You're stuck with that team through the first week of the season, and then you make pickups. A lot of people don't play that way. Well, then a lot of people. I did, then I don't like the way that they play fantasy. Like in standard, <laughs> in standard I like that it's two on two. Cause I. I don't think it's there's a right or a wrong. There ain't no right. No, it's called what you believe. And I believe that that is un that's Donald Trump like. <laughs> oh, hey. oh, fuck you! Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, Mo, Mo, give your give your two cents. We know what you, we. I want to hear it. Well, one, this whole conversation drives home the point of know your league. Do you have to fill? Every roster spot, every every startable position in the draft, or do you just have to set it by the time kickoff happens? If you just have to set it by the time kickoff happens and you can make pickups until then, I think what Staggs is suggesting is a very viable strategy, especially if you're drafting early as we are right now. It, bottom line, know your league. What Staggs is talking about is, is a sneaky, clever strategy that I am behind. And let's also remember how many defenses have been taken before I take my defense. There's already been every team has a defense except for me. So that means I don't have a defense. Okay. And I'm not going to draft the defense. Okay. That's and fine. I didn't have a defense, and I wouldn't have drafted a defense if I knew that I didn't no, have to draft a defense. So that's that's all my problem. Okay. But again, ten that's of, stupid. Then why do you have a defense? Ten of the twelve teams have drafted defenses. So in my mind, I'm getting the eleventh or twelfth defense. What's the difference? Why not shoot for the sky and get a player that can hit? I'm not going to draft the defense. But then why are you drafting Christine Michael? Because right now he's the starting <laughs> running back for the Seattle Seahawks. That is, that is, that is the good call. That's a good call. I like the thought the process, starter, but you filled it in with Christine Michael. He's the, the team the one running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, CJ Proceis is out. Alex Collins is out. Yeah. Thomas Rawls is out all preseason. And they love him all so much these that guys they cut him out. and they re-sign him because they, yeah, and they love how he motivates everyone else to be a better running back than him. Have you listened to anything this preseason about Christine Michael yeah, I've from the coaching staff? I've listened to it all. And you know what? I Again... It's, it's how many years you're going to keep talking about the same guy over and over again at the running back position where you don't last more than two and a half, three years. I'm, I'm waiting for it. He couldn't run behind Dallas's line. He's going to run behind Seattle's again. We've got a, we've got a couple more. We've got a handful more picks to close out this draft. It's actually a, a, we're sitting here at two hours and 15 minutes. Not that bad. Zero edits, which is amazing. Got I, I, I see a left hand up out of uh, Moski, who's uh, uh, an hour later, so he's sitting there at fucking 12. You're at 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock. What's up? <laughs> Almost 1 o'clock here at uh, Eastern Standard. And uh, just to sort of catch up everybody, we, I think we had a great debate, and it's split 2 to 2, but bottom line is this is here for the people, and I really think it just reiterates know your league, whatever side of the fence you're on, 
This is why it's important to know your re league a situation just like this. Stags last to Christy Michael, who I, I did just see a great report on uh, about how it's his time to shine. That's probably contrarian view, but interesting nonetheless. Then Anquan Bolden goes, uh, Pierre Garçon, Alfred Morris, who technically right now is the starter in Dallas. It's a good pick. Uh, then, and now he's eyeballing Morris. I kind of like him. I've got him on a couple MFL 10s. I like that just because I want a running back behind that line. And like I say right now, the other two are banged up, with that being Ezekiel Elliott and uh, McFadden. So I went ahead and I handcuffed a little bit, I suppose, Cameron Artis Payne, because I want, you know, a chunk of that Carolina running game. I already have Jonathan Stewart. And then I took hometown boy, Zach Zenner. You know, I saw him catch a nice little screen, make a move. He could very well be their goal line back there. Uh, we all know Riddick is a pass catcher. I'm not 100% sold on Amir Abdullah. And Zach Zenner, he led all backs in yards last preseason. Then he had the internal injury. Didn't really get now to see what those two guys with my last picks uh, last 15-16 round having taken the defense and kicker earlier then we got Dan Bailey Justin Tucker, Graham Gano, and Staggs is up so I'm going to continue I already hammered it in once might as well hammer it in twice might as well yeah. <laughs> throw integrity out the window let's go for it <laughs> integrity out the window alright Great, thanks. Chris Thompson. We're all doing mock draft, drafting defenses and kickers, but you just don't need to. That's cool. I mean... I, I'm just saying, you know, uh, the, know your rules, know this, that's fine. We set these rules up in the middle of the draft, so... The only reason I would... I'll do the same thing. Don't worry. I don't need to take a kicker. Fuck a kicker. Houdini, the only reason I would do this is to explain to listeners that this is an option if you know Absolutely. your rule set. But you want to like If you need to panties in a bunch about no, no, it. No, no, Stop, no. Houdini needs to make a point. <laughs> the panties in a bunch is what happens in leagues. And what it is is that you do these stupid rules in your leagues and you allow people to do this and they piss other people off in your leagues. Fantasy is about having fun. So don't do stupid shit that people can do underhanded crap and they can do grab these other guys. No, set your rule up so that it's, it's even for everybody. I just don't like this stuff. Nefarious rules and all this. You want to be that guy? Be that guy. But you want to know what? That guy ain't going to be in my leagues when I'm having people who I'm going to have in there for 20 years plus. I'm just saying, draft the damn starting lineups. If you have, if there's a starting roster spot, you, draft you have to draft the starting You're on the board. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm the last pick. He hates you. I'm the I hate you too. I'm the last pick. You want to know what I'm who, who are the I'm kickers? I hate you too. That's fine. Who are the, who are the kickers available? Because I'm not going to draft the other thing. Give me the kickers. You're not up. <laughs> You're not up. You told me I was up. So. No, no, he told me I was up. And I got the best kicker on the board. So I don't have to worry about it now. That's why you do that. You get the tier one kicker. There you go. You got it. Holla for a dollar. This has, been, this has been fun. Can I do Zack Center or... Uh, Hold on. No, Zach Zander's gone because he took him. Zander's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was straight up fart on the microphone. That was awesome. I agree with your sentiment 100%, D-Rex. But I'm going to walk over to this side of the room because I don't want to be in the, in the realm of where that spray was. That thing is stinky. Woo! Woo! 
Yeah. I'd just like to take this time to uh, say we are looking for sponsors, and if there's any fam family counseling sponsors that would like to lend your name and help to Pyromania, please contact me. Email Mozambique at Pyromania. You're not, you're, you're still yeah. good. We do need a mental yeah. help. We need to. Well, that's amazing. We You're need right. We help. need help. We need help. <laughs> mental help. Mental help. We need mental help. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> Alright, make your pick so I can make mine and you can get out of here. <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. I'm so going let me, with let me I'm run going down with here. Darius Green. He's got uh, quarterback Andrew Luck, running back Adrian Peterson, Matt Jones. He also has Booker. Marshall, Keith Marshall, and Darren McFadden, wide receivers, Demarius Thomas, Kevin White, uh, oh, Flex, I forgot, Frank Gore, and then besides Kevin White and Demarius Marshall, Stephon Diggs, uh, Stevie Fists, and then at the tight end spot, he has Jordan Reed and Zach Ertz as well, uh, Goskowski is his kicker, and he needs a defense. Not going there yet. Do I have to have... Do I have to do it right now? Yeah, this is it. Last pick. All right. Just, I don't care. Who's, who's around? You're Raiders? Packers, Raiders. I'll take Raiders. 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 I'm all Raiders. You can go stab away and don't even draft a defense. Oakland Raiders. I'm going Oaktown. <laughs> I know. I'm just, that's why I'm saying. Okay, so the Raiders were taken by D-Rex. And it must be a Houdini pick. This is always when my screen changes. So the Raiders were taken by D-Rex and then kicker for Pittsburgh Boswell, running back Josh Ferguson for Indy. Like and that. we're up on Houdini. All right, show me the, show me the kickers available because I'm not going to be a chump. I'm going to pick okay. a kicker. Houdini needs only a kicker. And uh, we've got... Oh, oh I, I, I'll tell you what. We're, we're, go, we're, definitely going, we're definitely going to go... I'm going to go old, old. Actually, I want Matt Prater. Give me Matt Prater. The guy gets dropped in every league every year, and I will be dropping him after week three. But I plan nice. to do it, and I'm happy to do it because I'm drafting a kicker and filling my roster. Yes. No, that's McManus in. in uh, oh, yeah. Prater? Prater? Prater's in Atlanta now. Nice. I believe, right? No. No? Raiders in oh, Detroit. Detroit. Whatever it was. I knew it was a dome. I knew it was a dome. <laughs> we're, we're wasted. It doesn't matter. God bless. Otherwise, God I would have drafted Brashad Perriman, but I'm not a jerk. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 draft's over, He's bro. He's done. That was it. I was done. I was the last one. Hey, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Let's end the music. No more Valverde's. We love you. Friday night, Saturday night, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you right now, Pyromaniac Mo, sorry I was a dickhead to you earlier. I really am. We all have to come clean right now. Sometimes, the bigger no, than no, but honestly, sometimes I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dick. You were. Yeah. I just want to apologize there for the second time on this show. I'm done. Anybody I love all you fellas. I appreciate the official apology and uh, apology taken. We're, we're moving on, moving forward. Uh, you know, we all love this game. We all love fantasy, and that's the thing that you get at Pyro is the, the passion, baby, the passion. Anybody else want to say they're sorry? No. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I think you say sorry because your team sucks so bad. I think you should be saying sorry for not drafting a defense or a, and a kicker. Okay. I agree with that. Right. I love uh, you. I love you, Smalls. By the way, way, it was it was yeah. black, it was uh, black rebel motorcycle, motorcycle club. club. 
opening it up. You know the song? You do. No, you gotta tell me. Ain't no, ain't no easy. I know the music. Ain't no easy way out. Ain't no easy way. Ain't no easy. And what we're gonna do now is we're closing out with the line. Oh, I'm glad you remembered it. Pyromaniac Mo, we love you, buddy. You're the shit. Let's do it up. This great draft. Stag party. Amen. A drunken, beautiful, fun time. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. If not, we will clean it up next time. No, we won't. When we do a show on a Friday night, we gotta have some fun. It's as simple as that. Much love to everyone. Pyromaniac Mo. Much love, buddy. All right, we, I, I always love y'all. And uh, up next on the Pyro Light, we're gonna be talking with TJ Hernandez, talking about DFS strategy. Ooh, Stay tuned. the double tap. Nice, dude. Yeah, he's coming back. Sounds dope. All right, well, Much love, buddy. And we're going we're gonna to shout out. We love you, Mo. All right, so let me get this straight. So I'm going to pay for a blowjob, and I got to pay for a goddamn hotel room, too? Well, that just seems like I'm spending too much money for nothing. I got a house. You can just get your ass over here, and I can just do the blowjob here. Time won't save our souls. Time won't save my soul, no.
was 34 years old, I quit professional baseball. I haven't played professionally for several years now, but in my heart, I quit for real this time, tonight. It's time I accept the fact that the glory days of my life are now behind me. Just like Neil Armstrong, I went to space and now I'm back and nobody gives a shit. Therefore, I will now settle into this new life. I'll find new ways in which to use this arm. I will take my current responsibilities seriously and try to do them the best that I possibly can. And realizing that the love of my life has chosen another, I will move forward without her. I do all these things not because I want to, but because I have to. From this moment forward, Kenny Powers is just like everyone else. Normal, not special, no hopes, no dreams, pretending to be happy when he's really super sad. Just an average guy with exceptional hair. Nothing more and nothing less. From this moment forward, people's champion, the Shelby sensation, the reverse Apache master, the man with the golden dick, Dr. Cock and Balls, that Kenny Powers is now dead. And he will never pick up a baseball ever fucking again. Chapter two, the next chapter. Kenny Bourbon. Kenny Bourbon. <laughs> Kenny Bourbon. I said Kenny Bourbon. No edit there. I don't want it. I'm fucking in by Kenny Powers. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> you got the music. Let's close that shit out. We're done. We I had no choice out. when it came to being great. I just am great. I'm not trying to sound cocky or full of myself, but Kenny Powers has a sneaking suspicion that no matter what comes his way, he will always be great. Because that's just the way shit works sometimes. 